welcome to Friendsmen. Uh, it's the show about friends who watch friends while being friends. And that's true, Nate. That is true. This is uh, episode one of Friendsmen Movie Month. Uh, the Friendsmen movies with Friends Movie Month uh, that have friends in them. Um, we're going to talk about movies with friends and that have the friends in them, right, JP? That sounds like it makes sense somehow. Yeah. I'm here with my co-host and my very best friend in the entire world. Yeah, man. Uh, JP. JP, how you doing? Nate, I am doing fantastic, honestly. How you doing? I'm doing good, JP. Um, we've, we've both had good weeks. We're both making a lot of progress in our personal lives. Um, I am almost done with the house that I'm remodeling, I told you, JP. It's getting very close. That's really exciting. Very close. I fixed a shower the other week that was causing me problems for like two weeks in a row. JP's got well, his dog on the screen. I, look, you don't have to draw attention to him. I, he draws attention to I himself. I love him so much. Um, Winter, he loves you. And then, JP, we have a very special guest with us this week. We do, and I am so excited, our guest. I, honestly, I, we're, we're getting... We are getting some hit guests here, but this is probably our biggest guest yet. Who's our guest, JP? Got our good friend Joan. Joan's here. Joan. Hi, Joan, guys. how you doing? Thank Hi, you. I, I, I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I. I know I, I've seen some of the f- former guests you've had. I don't know if I'd go. I don't know if I'd rank myself number one amongst your guests, but I'll. Hey. I'll, 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 I'll say I'm <laughs> firmly top ten. How about that? Yeah, without a doubt. I'm yeah. still. You're on top for me, Joan. This Thank is. You. I'm, I'm so. That. I'm so honored to have you on our show. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, and and. And, and I have to say, Nate, that we're, we actually got the idea to go out of our normal canon because Joan suggested who wants to watch scary movies and then have me on their podcast. Yes. And we actually were like, no, 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 we love scary movies and we love Joan. Yep, I absolutely. I'm so happy y- y'all contacted me for this um, because a, I mean, a, you know, I'm I'm just happy when anyone contacts me to be on a podcast. Um, <laughs> but uh, the movie, the movie we watched is one that I don't think I would have like not instinctively, naturally like put on a, like you know, if I was like going on any other horror podcast, I don't think I would be like this movie is the one I'm picking. But sure. um, I'm so glad we rewatched. I had such a blast rewatching this. Um, I'm. I realized so I, I don't think I've seen this one? one until I don't know. I'm burying the lead, but I don't know. I'm gonna I'll let you guys introduce it. That seems like the polite thing. to No, do. no, please. Yeah, go no, on. I, oh, well, we're watching. Go we're ahead, watching. Joan. What movie did we watch? We watched 1997's Scream Two. Yeah. Um, Scream yeah. Two, baby. And oh my god. I, I realized this is the one Scream movie that I like haven't seen since it came out. Like, I haven't seen this since 97. And it is, it was- That was my, I saw it in theaters and I don't think I've seen it since. And I forgot everything. But you know what? It's, I mean, I will say, I would say it for the talk, but like, I'm so glad that I rewatched this. It's <laughs> so like, it's I, I, it's really good. I think it's, I think it's a great horror sequel. So JP, you saw this in theaters. I did. I would have not been allowed to be in a theater at this time to see this movie. Probably, I was because of the tiny little boy the, the incident. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Because gotcha. of the incident. Yes, JP. <laughs> um, no, I I saw this. I mean, so so I am Nate. I'm, I I was in high school when this came out, as well as the first one. Um, Scream was huge. It was huge. It, it, it not. Yeah. It, it it just. I was, I was, I was, I was talking to Claire about it and I was trying to pin down what makes the screen movies so special. And the thing is, they're not, they're not 
it's not parody. It's not satire. No. They're, they're, they have a meta awareness of a film genre while simultaneously being a perfect genre film. Yes. And, and we'll get into kind of the tweaks of it, but it just absolutely, they're both poking fun at these types of movies and also being these types of yeah. movies. Yeah, it, it like fits in like, I would put, if I were to do like do a, a Scream double feature or like a double, if I like do Scream and something else, but not like another Scream movie or not another horror movie. I think I'd pick like The Incredibles, like a, two examples of movies that are like, like definitely like kind of like dissecting and having fun with their genres while still being like perfect girl. examples of their, of their genre. Like, you know, I think in the same way, in, in the same way, Incredibles like, like is like a, like an examination of superhero uh, mythos and, and films. Uh, but it's still like just like oh this it, like you can just watch as a great superhero film. Same with Scream. Joan, have you ever seen the movie um, Behind the Mask: The Rise yes. of Leslie Vernon? Yes, I have. Very much enjoy how that movie comments on and participates in meta horror tropes yeah. at the same time. I love that, and I also uh, I mean uh, and Wes Craven kind of did a version of this. Uh, like uh, like maybe four or five years pre-screen with uh, New Nightmare. I don't know if you oh, interested. either of you had seen that. Uh, yes, I, yes. I, it's okay. And before we go on, and and because we're recording this as an audio file, I want everyone to know that Joan is rocking a Nightmare on Elm Street Freddy Krueger yes. shirt. Okay. Now, when I say that, I I want everyone to know that it is a picture of Freddy Krueger, not a Freddy Krueger shirt that he would wear in the movie. Okay which showed up in Scream 2. Yes. Although I will tell you, I do have, I do have a, um, I do have like a skater dress that is like modeled to look like Freddy Krueger. That's cool. I could have worn, I could have <laughs> yes. worn that. That's awesome. Uh, that's very do, cool. That's, that's very, it's very awesome. cute. I got on like Hot Topic a couple of Halloweens ago. Like um, a I big also, hat? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a good, like quick, <laughs> a good quickie Halloween costume. Nice. Just put, throw on a fedora and you can go as cute Freddy uh, Freddy Krueger. Pretty cuter, I guess I would call that. <laughs> um, I did, I was so sad. I will tell you, I do have, I haven't worn it. It's it's somewhere in my house. I do have a, like, that I got, like, like God, like, 20 years ago now. I have a, like, a stab t-shirt that I could not find. I wanted to wear it for y'all so badly, but I did. Okay, so in. Stab I seems cool. That. I want to <laughs> see Stab. I want to see the whole that. movie. Yeah, Heather Graham, Heather Graham playing Drew Barrymore. <laughs> like, um, yeah, Luke, guys, Luke I've got I've got a lot of factoids about Stab. I've got a lot of oh, factoids about this movie. I can't wait. For, oh yeah, that's right. Luke Wilson and Tori Spelling and Heather Graham. What a cast! The cast of Stab. That movie looked awesome. Okay, okay, I'm gonna throw this one out right now. Do you know who directed the scenes from the Stab? Movie? Okay, I'm gonna. I I I've known this fact like Joe from. Knows. A million years ago, and I can't think of it now. I'm gonna guess like I'm gonna guess just because of where we are in in like horror in like horror times. Robert Rodriguez, you were super right. You were super right. Robert Rodriguez. I think I was just channeling some very old like info that I definitely had somewhere in the back of my head. So right, there's a there's a little oh file cabinet God. somewhere in my head that's like stab info. JP, <laughs> just just to put a yes. bow on what we were talking about before, and to let you mm -hmm. guys know to um, treat me as a student here. Um, mm -hmm. I have never seen screams. Wow! Any of them? Any of them? Oh boy! So Spoiler: um, when, when Scream, her boyfriend and his best friend are the killers. Yeah, yeah I get it. Out. I get it. <laughs> I, I was going to say I have a very um, weird Al relationship with Scream. 
because I've seen the scary movies and mm-hmm. I have reverse right. engineered all the tropes from understanding yes. the jokes in scary movie. Um, but uh, what I was going to say is treat me as a student here because okay. um, I have questions about all the, all the things in the first movie because I was too scared to see it. JP. I was, I was like eight I years were, old. You were a little baby kiddo. Was yeah, tiny. Yeah, poor little, little baby Nate. Yeah. Big little Nate. Also, really quick, little I want to say Nate? I love that. For, I love that, that, that term, like weird owl relationship. Like I'm like, Oh, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's a great term that I'm going to use going forward. I it's, understand it's, it, it's, but only yes. from people parodying. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I feel like it's like, 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 I feel like that's my like Good relationship with a lot of media because of like the Simpsons and anime sure. and animaniacs. Yeah. Even yes. even like Looney Tunes is like yes. all parodies from like 30s comedy. Yeah. Like no, I've I've never seen Citizen Kane and I've never seen um Cape Fear, but I know, know those movies backwards yeah. and forwards because of Sideshow Honestly, Bob. yes, I watched like I I think when I was a kid, like I watched Citizen Kane for the first time because of that Simpsons episode. Sure, yeah. Uh, but no, I, yeah. and, and they did a Tiny Toons episode that's Citizen Kane, and I, yeah. I like it's such a great one. Remember when, like, and, uh, sorry, but yes, Nate, I agree. The weird allification of, of, of your understanding yes. of the screen, but I, think that's, that's, I, that's, I like, that. I think that's one of my big things. I think, uh, one of the big things I believe about like just entertainment and kid, like, don't be afraid to like just put in whatever weird arcane adult references you want because I think it's good for kids. It's like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I yeah. think my life is better because I was like watching, I was like watching simpsons and was like no i'm gonna what what is citizen kane i need to go find out Kids. especially with the internet now like looking yes. up stuff is part of watching anything like, oh god yeah absolutely. like if you're if you're an eight-year-old watching a citizen kane parody you can just type in like so go to youtube type in like sled fire and you'll find what you're looking for you don't even have to watch all of citizen kane <laughs> just read the wikipedia <laughs> entry on it it's the same <laughs> I, 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 that's every time i'm watching something i have imdb open and i have a wikipedia page open like I need to know everything about everyone who made this movie. Someone, this, this TV Netflix, is putting out a movie starring Gary Oldman about the guy who wrote Citizen Kane. Yes, it's called Mac, and it was like Mac directed Mac. by Fincher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks interesting. Wow, yeah. that's going to be great. I'm excited for it. Yeah, um, so, <laughs> I'm excited for it. I'm always excited for Fincher. Like, they shot time. it all like, uh, like. Uh, um, Citizen Kane too. Yes, and it's if, all digital. It looks a little. Yeah, I, I mean, yes, I agree. It still if looks I, cool. I, I didn't want to be a little like film snob. Oh no, snob, please! Though, but please, I was please. like, I was like, I wish this was real. I wish this was a real film. I also Netflix could have paid for real film. Yeah, they, oh, they have the money to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, I was like, uh, I want someone to do like a like a Bram Stoker's Dracula thing that like Coppola did in the '90s, where he was like, "I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a movie like exact like with all the limitations. I'm gonna make like a big special yeah, that's effects movie with cool. all the limitations that they had in like the '30s and '40s." And it looks so like I was watching that the other day, and it's like looks so rad. That, Here's, that movie is it's a piece of art. It's it's absolutely so good. Uh, also, here's here's what I want in Mank. Here's the one thing I want in Mank. There needs to be a shot. I don't know if you know this tidbit about Citizen Kane, but in Mank, there needs to be a shot with some pterodactyls in the sky. <laughs> because... I don't know this. Uh, so there's like... Uh, there's one scene, I think it's early on in Citizen Kane, when we're looking up at, like, his, like, zan- stately Xanadu, stately manner of, of Citizen Kane, I forget his real name, in this movie. But um, they just, re- they reuse, like, a special special effects shot from, like, something like King Kong for the skyline. So, like, there are, like, pterodactyls, like, flying around. Okay, that's like, amazing. Yes. I, I think uh, there, I think there are, like, 
dinosaur imagery in Meg. I watched the trailer a couple of days ago and I think he's like okay, standing great. next Got to it. like big plastic dinosaurs at one point, like on the California that's roadside. So, so you might have you might have called that one. Good. Oh, I'm so happy. I want that's my dream. Like I think like my dream like spin-off project would be like just like do a like do an entire movie set in the Citizen Kane universe, but like reveal that they're also like dinosaurs. It's like Citizen Kane's like place in Jurassic <laughs> takes place in Jurassic Park Dominion. There's Robocops and yeah, Rambo's Robo- running around. <laughs> Yeah, we just like, never reference them, but there was definitely RoboCops. And I just want oh a shot God. from inside a floor where you have to saw a hole in a floor to shoot up and make everything look bigger. That's yes. another That's another thing from uh, Citizen Kane. That's a great Citizen Kane. Oh, yeah. It's, well, it's, uh, but this isn't the Kane cast. I apologize for taking us down to Citizen Kane Road. Oh, it's no, fine. no, no, no. This is what we Talking love. Talking about this is classic what we love movies, Nate. Citizen Kane, yeah. Shawshank Redemption, Scream 2. Yeah, Weekend at Bernie's. All the classics, the canon, the modern all the canon. Cl- all the Criterion classics. Yes. <laughs> we, well, we should get yeah, into so, Scream. So, yes. yes, we will, but it, Scream as well. Scream as well. Guys, did you know that there were names bandied about, including um, Scream also and uh, Scream again that before they landed on Scream 2? I think Screams would be the strongest choice. Yes. Just the simple I, pluralization. Go, go back in time and talk to uh, Wes Craven. Especially because they uh, there's that discussion about like alien and aliens in the movie. Like a little nod of the hat to that, maybe. Mm-hmm. I love. Mm-hmm. I love. Oh, uh, they should see. You guys are right. They should have called it screams. Yeah. that's exactly. Why. I just love JP talking about film theory with my boys at at school at college. It's oh just, yeah, <laughs> it's one of my Crazy. favorite things to do. No, it's the least. It's like whoever wrote that scene has never been to college. Yes. Like, this is not. I have another like question for you guys, just in kind of a general sense. Mm-hmm. Um, did you think it was strange how much Timothy Oliphant looked like Walton Goggins? Wow, I didn't. He's got think that he's because got like the yeah, hair and he's doing the crazy eyes. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the entire that's time true. I was that's... like, whoa, he looks like the guy from the guy from Justified. Yeah. No, 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 no. Nate. He, he is, is the, the guy, guy from Justified. Justified. No, no, no. He. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yes, got it. Goggins looks like. Oliphant. Where was Go- where's what was Goggins up to at this point in time? He's probably a little I, like, boy. I don't even know if he existed until um the shield. I don't think Walton Goggins even was he just came into existence for the shield. Yeah, that makes sense. They, now we they manifested him for the shield. They were like, we need this. <laughs> let's, let's perform a spell and we'll manifest the Goggins. Goggins is actually a breed of like demon. I believe it. Like a perfect casting like he demon. He was grown in a Steve Buscemi factory. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, guys, it's like, it's like, this, this, the oops all, it's like the oops all berry accident with Captain Crunch. Only. Oops all Buscemi. I find, oh I find God. Captain Crunch marketing a factory accident to be extremely distasteful. People could yes, have died. I, very distasteful. People could have died in the oops all berries accident. As, at the very they, least, I figure like somebody lost their job, but like, yeah. Someone was fired. Someone was like, "Oh, berries, you're fired." And then, like, Captain Crunch came in and was like, "This is brilliant. Who did this?" And then, like, the man, the manager who fired that guy, took credit. He was like, "Oh, this is all my idea." Joan, that is absolutely what. Whenever happened. a new uh, sketch show comes out that I like, I, I like to try to write a sketch in the style of the show. Yeah. yeah. After I think you should leave came out, I wrote a Tim Robinson style sketch that centers around a cereal factory magnet who accidentally changes all of his cereal into small pieces of dog poo. Okay, love and it. And is trying to do a commercial to sell 
his small pieces of dog shoe poo like it's a great thing, like oops all berries. Can I well, no, I have a I have a technical question. Mm-hmm. Is it is it the same cereal but just shaped like dog poop, or is it like literally like little pieces of dog poop? And that's part of the sketch. Someone asks him that and he says it's both. It is still cereal, <laughs> but it is made of real dog poop and it gotcha. Okay, I love it. Nate, you've told me this before and I still laugh. I at love it. that. It's a, it's a really funny idea. I want to read it. <laughs> you should do should like probably, a you should, should do just an episode where you just read all this. I want to I want to hear all your sketches from the from the, from your exercise. So me and JP are gonna write a friends episode for this show. Okay, we're gonna, great. We're See? gonna cast it and people are gonna play the parts and and we're gonna record it all. It's gonna be good. It's it's gonna be good. Look, great. Scream two, JP. <laughs> I love it. Have, I love it. I love it. I can't wait. Uh, yep. We've, we've got two characters going to the opening night of the new movie, Stab. Yes. Okay. Now, there's, here's, here, first of all, who are the actors? Because you got to, this movie is chock full of amazing actors. I cannot believe, I, there's like maybe one, no, the two cops. I didn't know who the two cops were. Right. I think every other person who appears in this movie, I recognized them somewhere. We have um, Omar Epps as Phil, mm-hmm. and we have who's the who's the woman? Jada Pinkett, Jada. right? Jada, Jada Pinkett. Uh, she's from the first Jada, movie, right? She, no, she's no? not in the first movie. I, I think this she was, was like a character from the first movie. This was kind of like them doing a so like the first one opens up with that classic scene of like oh Dr- you you think Drew Barrymore is going to be the star of this film, right? And then she gets. Like after like a very meta conversation about like you know twenty six year old people playing teenagers in horror movies, uh, she gets killed and then it's like we we meet the real cast. I think this is like an attempt to like one up that where it's like okay so now you got two like two big stars who could be the leads of the leads of this movie. I love that. Uh, yeah, I love that. Too. It's very very Hitchcockian. And then uh, we um and then the and then instead of the meta conversation about like Asian horror films, it's a meta conversation about race and horror films. Yep. There was uh, the inverse of that last year uh, when that Netflix movie uh, Triple Frontier came out. It's like about soldiers robbing a cartel. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it. So Ben Affleck is a star in it. Yeah. And part of the middle of the movie is he dies out of nowhere, but he's in a lot of the movie. And when it happens, you really do feel surprised because you're like, oh, he, I didn't expect him to die. I was expecting some of the other guys to die. Wow. Now that see, it's what this is like a, one of those crazy things where it's like, now that I know that, I wish I, I like, I wish I'd go had watched that movie for that surprise. It's but actually a really good movie. It's, it is. It's okay. Like okay. A third bank robbing movie, a third war movie, a third. Um, yeah. What's the rom com? What's the movie where they carry the ship over the mountain? Oh, um, Fitzcarraldo. Yeah, it's a little yes. bit of that too. Interesting. Yeah, I love it. Make a lot. Of, yeah, it's like sometimes I need to know the. Sometimes I need to know the twist, uh, surprise ending of a movie before I'm like, actually, now that makes me want to watch it. Like, it I just gets found, you interested? Yeah. yeah I just found I, out. I'm about, with you on that. I just found out that I want to watch Underwater because I read the Wikipedia's description of Underwater. Because <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm gonna spoilers for Underwater. <laughs> Kristen Stewart. It's literally. It's it. Kristen Stewart literally meets Cthulhu. I yes. did not know it was a. Cthulhu movie. Yep. But now I want I'm now that's all I want to see. Kristen Stewart versus that's all Cthulhu. I'm watching I'm watching that today yes. for sure. I had a lot of fun with it. Very alien. I'm excited. Yeah. Some I'm people are like, don't very like excited about spoilers that. tell too much, but I'm like, in this case, if you had told me just like the ending is Cthulhu, I'd I'd have been in the theaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So um, an example of so, me so, seeing 
uh, part of this movie coming is I knew that Omar Epps was going to get stabbed in the ear in the bathroom because because in scary movie I saw that yes. in scary movie. <laughs> that I'm sorry that that is one of my favorite deaths in scary yeah. movie. It's very yes. funny. Also, just like oh my god, like the Wayans must have just watched, like, that just had to be one of those scenes of the Wayne brothers watching, like, we know exactly what to do with this. Like, That's a first yeah. draft parody, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but it's, it's like that, sometimes- That, that was probably the joke that began them writing that yeah. movie. Like. Sometimes the first draft is the best, you know what I mean? Sometimes, don't overthink <laughs> ideas. Yes, the knife is a I glory like hole. The bathroom is, a uh, knife in the bathroom is a glory hole joke. Like, don't overthink that. Just put it on, just get it That's, on paper. And he does get stabbed with an actual penis going through the hole, right? In scary movies. Yes, yes, yes. yes. It's, it's not a, a CG. There's a CG. No, it's a CG. Yeah, penis. right. Yes, and That's this one, and it comes out the other side. It, it, it's a really, it's a really dumb joke. So I mean, come on, I like so much of the like. I don't like, everything. I, I everything <laughs> I remember about scary movie is like just like someone gets plashed to the wall with cum. Yep. I'm like, That's, that's the other one I remember. <laughs> yes, I can. I don't have much recollect. Like I rem, like I have like so much, most of it I've forgotten, but I do have like certain images from scary movies seared into my head. That the glory Joe joke. Someone getting like pl- like what is it? Anna Ferris getting plashed to the wall with cum. Yeah, and yes. and the butt and the ghost face doing the Budweiser commercial the forever. Ghost having <laughs> sex with the girl was like a big where like she goes around the room and then and then the ghost doesn't want to participate anymore and tries to leave. That's part a part I remember. Yes. Um, I remember to, the weed smoking guy Shorty. He was yes, funny. yes. All set to all set to Casey in the Sunshine's I'm Your Boogie Man. You know what? I'm going to say this right <laughs> here because I'm remembering Shorty from Scary Movie. Shorty is the best stoner comedy character ever invented. Yeah. Uh, just because wow. of the commitment. I'll go. I'll go for it. And, and how goofy he is and how he's like constantly screaming things. I think I think that's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Like those mo- like, listen, I'm sure. I mean, I, I know there's stuff in those movies that would let me have an day, age well. Yeah. But haven't aged well. But but they are like I I I can definitely enjoy them as just a time capsule of like what not like what early two thousands comedy was. At I least also, the fir- like at, at least the first tale. Yeah. I also remember yes. in three, uh Anthony Anderson is like holding a shovel as a weapon at one point and he yeah cocks it like a shotgun that's great and a shotgun yes. shell flies away yeah that's like <laughs> premium airplane that's a really good joke. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's great i mean like uh, you know and you I blink love and you miss it because they like don't make a big deal out of it anyway. yeah there's like, good stuff there's great stuff in this character it, it was it, it was only till later that i kind of got sick of it when i was like now we're also do- now it's also like a brokeback mountain parody yeah. and like this is not what I paid for, guys. That's, yeah, that was when I fell off from those movies. Yeah. They just, they stopped being a parody of scary movies and started being just throw everything at the yeah, wall. I've watched a lot of those movies. movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, listen, if you made a movie called, okay. like, if, if they had made, like, gay cowboy movie, and then I'd be like, okay, no, I'm going, I'm going to see a, a parody of uh, gay cowboy movies, yes. A full Brokeback Mountain parody would be pretty funny. I, I think, I think so, yes. I think it's time. <laughs> oh, well, JP, if you want to laugh at Brokeback Mountain, this isn't going to be a place for you. This is going to be laughing with Brokeback Mountain. Yes, I'm yes. All, I'm all on board with that. I think it's a, it's a fine line you got to walk there, buddy. Um, 
But I would watch. All right, so let's oh, let's sorry. let's get back to this though. So 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 because this opening scene, there's a couple of things. Now, Nate, you haven't seen the first one, but you're aware of the Drew Barrymore scene, yes, of course. And and so as an audience member, we know these two ain't making. They, they, there's no way they're going to do the same thing. These characters are going to die. The other thing that's going on though is, as you mentioned, they're at a sneak preview for the movie. Stat, a lot of production at this theater. Stuff. Yes. What's that? A lot of. Uh, Unnecessary production at the theater. So the audience for this preview of a movie that doesn't exist yet are having a Rocky Horror Picture Show good time. This is... <laughs> yeah, like I almost think like Rocky Horror Picture Show is a little too generous because they're, it's like they're not it's more organ- like corporately organized. Yeah, yeah. But, I, oh, that's fair. but I mean, I guess I was going to say like, it's not like they're, they're all in sync being like, this is when we do this, this is when we right. do that. It's just like everyone's like out of their fucking mind, like through like the entire movie, just like stabbing the air with their fake knives. It's like, you got, what are you like? And the, I've never, there's I love movies. Cut to the audience and they're going like, Ooh. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. Like, oh I, my God. Like they're like having a full on, like fucking like, m- like mental breakdown because they get to see. Also like, I, it's like, so fu- it's like, in, in our world, Scream is a fun horror movie. In their world, Stab is a, like, a tragic real-world right. event, and they're like, fuck yeah, let's put on, co-, like, the movie the movie company's like put, on, like, put on these costumes and have fun, like, reenacting the deaths of these real people. It's, and, and this, and, and, and look, I think that there is a lot of actual good merit to this film. And part of what Wes Craven is going on about is this idea of like the portrayal of violence in, in media and not just, I mean, not just in scary movies, but also with journalism. And, um, you know, I don't know that his point necessarily gets hammered home so well, but at least we're examining it. And I think that's part of why I think these are, these are really good movies. I agree. 90s movie and it's in its portrayal of media affecting children, paparazzi being evil. Um, you really felt that when you're watching. Yeah. It's it's very it is a like it is and we'll you know I think we'll get into this more as we go on, but it is just an it is an incredibly nineties movie. Um I also want to throw yes. in really quickly, I uh just the other day, Kate and I went to the the that theater. Uh we visited that we we visited the ex- the exterior of that theater. Oh, that's cool. What I was wondering because the they have a, they have a shot in the bathroom. Unfortunately, no. I don't think it's even it hasn't been open <laughs> for like that movie's been shuttered. That theater's been shuttered for like 15 years or something. What theater is it? Okay, so I've been to, I have been to both the uh, interior and the exterior of it. The exterior is a theater called Ugh, I'm drawing a blank on it now, but it's a theater in Pasadena. Um, you can find it really okay. easily. It was actually also, oh, I think it's called the Rialto. I think it's, uh, it's, it's featured in this and, uh, in, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4. So in two <laughs> West Craven or West Craven adjacent oh, movies. And then mm-hmm. the, uh, and so, so that the exterior and the lobby, I think are both the Rialto and Pasadena. The actual interior of the theater is the, uh, Vista in, um, in Silver Lake, which is still open. Oh, that's cool. Or, you know. I, I, I was wondering, because th- there was a shot where he, 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 Omar Epps' character is in the restroom and the wall is just covered in hieroglyphics. Yes. And I'm like, I bet this means something to people who live in LA. Yes. Like, I bet this is some sort of famous theater. That is the Vista bathroom. Marylander know nothing about. But the lo- I'm getting so into oh, that was The lobby, I'm pretty sure, is the Rialto because there's stairs and the... Uh, 
And uh, Vista does not have a balcony like the like the Rialto, I believe, does because that that the balcony is featured in Nightmare on Elm Street Four. So there you go. Lots of lots of LA movie uh, theater info. So four is the one with uh, the one who gets caught in the, the Roach Motel. Yes, yes, yes. She's yes. Okay, I love four. Maybe my favorite one. It's one of the hokiest ones, and I think it's so. Great. I love four too. I think it's my favorite too. I've, I'm like this because this is like, and it, 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 I think it has to do with like what, what age I was when like Nightmare on Elm Street movies were coming out. But like it to me is like the mm-hmm. like the just like the perfect distillation of what these movies are. Scary but cheesy. Like Freddy's like. Yep. Freddy is like funny, but not too funny. There's like a pop soundtrack. It's like, it's just like pure yeah, like collective for consciousness for uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, if you recall, four is the one that Will Smith did the rap so song JP, Nightmare on My Street. about Scream. Yeah, sorry, hey, we're going off on. on a tangent. <laughs> JP, so we're talking about, we're commenting on unnecessary nudity in movies, we're talking mm-hmm. about commercialism in movies, and ultimately, we are putting our characters in situations where they could very easily be murdered in public and nobody would realize it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Boy, there's, there's some of that in this Stop movie. Stop going to locations where people are stabbing around in the air. <laughs> yes. It's like not a good place. That's your yell at the audience. Like, yeah, like, like there is, there is a movie screening that involves stabbing, fake stabbing. There is a play. Play. Yeah. Fake stabbing. There is a, I got a a lot to say on the play. Party that involves fake stabbing. I, 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 yeah, they really, that's, that's that campus. Now that you mention it, it seems like a very dangerous place to try to exist. It is incredibly effective at making you feel like when she's walking around that movie theater, Something definitely seems off, yeah. even though like they're working very hard to make it seem like normal everyday life with a little weird things happening. It does make you feel very tense. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And and this this movie has several moments like that. We'll talk about the car scene in a bit. Oh, sure. The tension that is created in this movie is just so amazing. Um, I, so so before we move on from it, so stab. Stab is the movie that they're watching. Stab exists in that universe. There are some in-jokes on that, too, because, first of all, you've got Heather Graham playing the Drew Barrymore role, which is just like having a famous actress in that role where they're going to die. But also, apparently in the first Scream movie, uh, when somebody says to Sydney they're, they're going to make a movie out of this story, and she says, oh, God, they're probably going to have Tori Spelling play me. Very funny. Guess who plays Tori Sydney in the Tories in, in, in Staff? It, it's just so clever. They yeah. just really, they, they, they really, they, they, they tied it together well. Also, I learned this movie went into production six months after the release of Scream. That's, wow. They, they, they just, and it, right away, they got into yeah, the second movie. Because, like, I mean, I've I, I looked it up. I believe, like, Scream came out, like, December 18th. 1996. 1996 and this came mm-hmm. out less than a year later yep. it came out like december yep. like 12th 1997 like they like and like they they definitely were planning for a sequel because like 
I was I, I actually just read um I read uh I found like I have an old Fangoria from '96 and there's like a big spread about like what <laughs> like they, it's like pre-scream coming out and they're like what is this movie uh like we like it seems weird it seems cool but what but is it a comedy is it like they like like no one had any like they kind of dumped Scream because no one had any real faith in it they dumped it like in this they dumped it like just around like time these bigger movies I think the bigger movies coming out were like Mars Attacks and like Beavs and Butthead Do America and this was just like eh like oh, just like bury God. it and it like killed all those movies and like and they were like just like caught with like their pants down and like we got to get a sequel yeah. out in a year I also yep. think it- oh and then they had lots of leaked scripts and things so they 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 hid the pages and the last 10 pages of the script were actually printed on gray uh gray paper so that uh they couldn't be do you would have trouble duplicating it mm-hmm. um that's they cool. didn't tell the actors until the final week of shooting who the killer actually you was. You can't trust actors. That's fun. Oh, absolutely. I think that it's, I think that I, works to its advantage because it's like like the scene where like they're in scenes where they're interrogating each other. It's like they this is legit. They they could literally think each other the like each other is our is the killer. That is cool. And and all yep. the all the little red herrings were like yes. someone walks away from somebody and they like make a look like oh I might be yeah, yeah I might be <laughs> they, I really do they, we, they really misdirect so well. In do this. we know if the killers knew they were the killer? They didn't. Not even the wow. That's uh, that's interesting. Not even the killers. Yep. Also, I'm I'd gonna, also like to note I'm the, gonna the famous disagree with that, JP. The, I, I know. I, mean, I know I, what you read. I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying. I think so. So, Joan, I know. Um, I I was in a play in Chicago with uh, Lori Metcalf, where she played my mother. What? Yes, that's amazing. Was I she got to oh, hang I out wanna... with her for like three months? Was she great? Please tell me <laughs> yes. she was cool. She's okay, incredibly great. nice. Oh, I um, love that. Extremely talented actor. Uh, it was a Steppenwolf theater, um, and I, I think she was incredible in this movie. I think she really went for it at the end, and I think that her performance in the beginning part of the movie, before we know she's the killer. Spoiler alert, JP. Uh, I think her her performance is incredibly dialed in to what this movie is. And I I think that may inform that she did know. She did know. I understand that. You know what? I certainly don't know for sure, Nate. I, I like the idea of putting together this movie. Everyone is given their role. They play it earnestly until it's revealed later that no, actually you're the killer. Though. But I could, yeah, I could see either. I could, de- but I could definitely see like Wes Cr- Craven pulling Laurie Metcalf aside, even if like cheating at the pages being like, Hey, it's you. Like, I'm like, especially I'm sure like you crazy could trust up the eyes a little bit. Yeah. And you can trust. And I, I, I don't know about to me at all, fan, if, but I'm sure if you I could- had access to Laurie Metcalf, I'd make her the, the star of anything. Yeah. So I, if she was in my movie, I'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. Laurie, you're, you're the main She is. I, I don't, I mean, let's, I, I guess we'll save it. We'll save it for the moment when we get to it. But she is so good in this movie. I <laughs> she really so love her. We have murders at the movie theater. Mover, we yeah, do. So and then, the first and Nate, just, things are popping off. No, and I, Nate, I wanted to tell you because you didn't see the first one. Our cast of characters who survived the first movie, and we have again. We've got Sydney, our main, our main. Who's their actor name? We've got too. Randy. Who's their actor names too? Oh, Nev Campbell. Right. Who? It's it's stunning. It's she 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 is just absolutely stunning in this. Movie. Yeah. Um, but she's 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 the main character of the first one. She survived. Except then for we've her, got Randy. except for her classical performance in the Greek play, she's very good. Yes, um, agreed. Um, okay, then we've got Randy. Randy famously gives the 
the the virgin never dies and these are movie guys. Don't, don't say yeah. i'll be back when you're leaving a room he's he's the scary movie guy that from was the first one so he yeah. survived Okay. That's Jamie yeah, Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is like okay. I feel like the thing that makes the scream fran- scream franchise the scream franchise. Yeah. He's the one who like yeah. really and like, they, they made I think they made a huge error. Hammers. Home. I mean, it, we're, we'll get to this. Uh, I uh, but yeah, he's the one who really hammers home the idea of. I mean, we can talk about whatever you want, whenever you no, want. Keep going. Keep going. No, just, no, I, no, go. I want to like I know we're gonna get to his his uh, his demise scene sooner. No, or later. we should we should talk on because you're right. His commitment and his performance yeah. is a huge part of what makes this movie this movie and also just that he's the con- he's the connection to he's like the verbalization of the, the the idea the heart of the film that it's like we are yes. we are horror movie aficionados we know the rules but we are in a horror movie he's the one like who who kind of like dry who like really like articulates that and like makes and you know and, and in the first screen there are other idea like characters like floating that idea but he's like the heart of it. It, it he absolutely is and he creates that tension because he mentions scenarios and then you see the scenarios he sets the stage so you it. know someone's gonna die yeah. but then also it, because it's the screen movies it, it always turns it on its on, on, on its head a little bit. and i do um, have to okay. cancel him because he said that the star wars franchise was planned out from the beginning oh yeah you're and i have I, to disagree with that i heard that too i'm like you're a you are the, our film expert <laughs> dude come on all right now who else do we have from the first movie? We've got, I, I still love the guy. I know he's had some hard times. We've got David Arquette Ooh, yeah. returning as Dewey. Now, he doesn't seem to still be in law enforcement in this movie, but Dewey was the, JP, the deputy. In, JP, I have a question about the first movie. Dewey is the red herring, What one of the main red herrings in the first movie. So Dewey is a play on the archetype of the local sheriff. Dewey is an idiot kind of sort of in the first one. He's he's a lovable idiot um, who bubbles into being a hero. Yeah. but no, no, no. He's he's not a red herring. He does, at least not as far. I as think I he does have one. Am I wrong? I'm not to like. I, I he does. I I always think he has like one red herring moment. I think where, they like, do because they like play his disability as kind of creepy at some point, right? Uh, you mean in this first no, movie? No, no, the first one. In the first one, there. Oh, he does. He has the disability because of his injuries yes. from the first. But movie. in the, uh, but in the, there is. I think he does get one red. But I think like everybody kind of gets a red herring moment in the first one. But there is a moment in the first one where like we focus on the killer's sh- like boots and, and like you are registered that they are kind of like the same boots that do that like the the that Dewey wears. Okay, that sounds exactly right. I I don't remember it, but that sounds exactly like what they would do in this. Yes, movie. but I don't. So, so yeah, so Dewey, Dewey is our lovable, hapless hero. Yes, uh, he is. He's such. And in fact, in Scary Movie, I think the character's name is Doof, Doofy. Yeah, do yes, Deputy Do Deputy Doofy. Um, but I will say, like, every, um, I think everyone in the first one, like, even there's a moment where you're even like, like Henry Winkler is the principal in uh, Scream. God, I forgot about and, that. And like, there's even you even think it might be him. There's like one of my like one of my like favorite moments That's in great. like. Scream. Okay, so one of my favorite moments in Scream is that like the, the Henry Winkler, the principal, gets killed and then is like strung up on the uh, like on the goalpost, and then at the party, like they get this announcement, like someone's like the principal's dead. They're hung, they hung up, and like everyone like is like yeah, they're like so excited, and they get in their cars yeah. to go see it. I'm like wow, like I don't, I'm I can't imagine like being that like excited about like I mean like I I don't know, I don't think I like love my principal, <laughs> but I don't think I'd be like yeah, I'm gonna go. Got to get in the car right now so I can go see their like 
fucking like disemboweled corpse. I think that might have happened in my school. Like my school would have would have gone to see. They would just like gone gone off. They would have like yeah. We're going. We're going to the school to see the disemboweled principal. I feel like be one of those moments where I'm like, yes, I've always dreamed about the principal getting murdered, and then it happens, and I'm like, oh no, like like faced with the grim reality of of my fantasies. I'm. It's like this is reality. I don't like hearing about Henry Winkler get killed. Neither do I. Heaven I like hearing yeah. about him getting covered in bees in in uh, in in Little Nicky. Oh, that's fun! I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. That's like my fa- like one of my favorite Sandler moments. JP, real quick, are there any more characters from the first movie? Yes, Gail Weathers, who you may know as a woman named Courtney Cox, mm-hmm. later to be Courtney Cox Arquette, star of the French Monica. Monica. Yep. Nope. So we've got Monica not being very Geller in this uh, in this in this movie. Um, the hard hitting journalist so, JP. So, mm-hmm. so I thought she was absolutely amazing in this. I thought she really just she plays the role really well. And uh, Claire, uh, my lovely partner Claire, could not get over her die job. Yeah. Yeah. It's dramatic. It looks I good. Remember people doing that. It looks well done. I, th- I thought it looked. I thought it looked cute. Claire was not. Happy. I remember. Th- I kind of remember those streaks in the nineties. I mean, it's definitely like there. That's a definitely another place where the movie's like we got to because like she has a pretty good like blonde like die job like like kind of blonde streak die job in the first one, and I think it's like this is just a character game we got to keep playing. I I like that. <laughs> I want to see three. Oh no, never mind. I saw pictures of her hair from three. Whoa! Don't. Well, I don't remember. I can't remember her hair from three. I'm, I'm looking. I'm, 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 I'm very long on the sides. Bangs that are just straight across and really high. Ooh, That's I'm K plus eight haircut. I'm immediately dis. No, 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 no. Not, not the power care and haircut. I'm uh, immediately uh, not following your advice and looking up Courtney Cox Scream Three. <laughs> you know oh, I was yeah. tempting oh, you. Oh yeah, this, this, this haircut was like a was like a meme a couple of years back. <laughs> I remember this. We this is bonkers. To, we do need to cancel Gail. We need to cancel Courtney Cox. She's a member of the Lion News Media. We can't abide by she, that. Fake news? Fake news. But now fake news. She's trying to do murders so that she can report on them. Yes. Uh, just standard practice for, for most news journalism, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Right, fake JP? News. I absolutely I, I dislike her right out of the gate. Uh, I, I hate her in the first movie too. Journalists can't be trusted. So we're all on the same page here. Other than Laurie Metcalf, you can trust Laurie. Laurie Metcalf, yes, because she's a fake journalist <laughs> who's That's actually fair. trying Which, to do something yeah. good. Yeah. So <laughs> murder the. So Nate, there is one. Revenge there's one is good. Who, I, I agree. Revenge is revenge is a dish best served by one of the stars of Roseanne. <laughs> Yes, we. I have always said yes. that. That is literally. I have that on a T-shirt. Except for um, So, so there's one other Nate. There's one other character who survived the first movie, and you may. I don't know that they spell it out enough. Is since you haven't seen the first one, but Cotton, sure, played by Lee Schreiber. Yeah. Um, he was put in jail for a year because Sydney testified that she saw him, uh, you know, leaving the house the night that her mother was murdered. Yeah. Um, he's the big red herring in the first one. Yeah. Well, um, so he's in, he's barely in the first one. You really only see him in news footage. Mm-hmm. 
but but you're led to believe that maybe he's coming back to get yes, revenge. Yes, absolutely. But it's so interesting. Like, and I don't know if there was like more of him in the first one that they cut out, but it's like what a like a weird stroke of luck that like for this this like minuscule role, they hired like such a good actor. He like kills they, it. Yeah, and then he then they're like, yeah, we're, they he becomes like one of the big, like main characters of of two. He's so it's like, creepy. Yeah, yep. it's so crazy that they're just like, yeah, we like that, we looked out. Like, what if they like, what if they just cast like a nobody for Cotton? And, and, and they really did luck out, and and he's he's an Oscar caliber actor. Yeah, he's absolutely phenomenal in in everything he's in, and they just have him in this 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 role that like. Everyone delivers on these roles. He's, I think the roles are well written. He's so loose in this role too. It's, it, it, it's just, just so mumbling. great, and he's got this like dry charm to him. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah. I think it was crushing on him in the movie. I think he, he, he I think he may have been my biggest. He crush. is great. Oh. Other than Sydney's roommate, I, also I think Sydney's roommate was, was awesome. I love his ending, um, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> I, yep. yep. My wife's boss's boss is friends with. Did he? Did he used to be married to Naomi Campbell? Lee Shriver was. Who was, was he, he married to? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to look it I'm up. Confusing names. Oh, I think Naomi Watts is here. Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts. Yes. They'll be married. I don't. I think, I think they. Think I think so. they are actually. Yeah. I think they. I know. Like they did a sketch together in. Um, Maybe they're back together in movie forty three. Oh, that's cool. Which uh, is like. The perfect the test of any the, the test of any couple. It's the, the it's the worst picture winner the same year that Peter Farrelly won Best Picture for Green Book. Oh wow! Wait, Just look that up. Or, movie forty three. The year subsequent, he's one of four directors to win both the worst picture for one of his movies uh, and Best Picture for another one of his. Movies. Peter Far- uh, Peter Farley yes. is. Who are the other? Who are? I'm wondering. Who, wait, who are the other three? The other three. I, I can wish I could pull that up. Okay, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna guess. I Go want to guess. Um, there's one that I don't think you're gonna get, but I think there's there's the other two you you might be able to. Okay, I've got it, and but they're not like subsequent years. No, no, no. Just just best picture, worst picture during their career. Okay. Um, I got it. Okay, I think an obvious choice is Zemeckis. And what are the movies? I would go best. Uh, best Forrest Gump. Worst. Welcome to Marwin. I don't think that was one of them. Wow. Okay. Oh, wait. That's, yeah. Uh, that just seems I like the best. Um, uh, Marwin. Um, wait, uh, what else? What else? Sorry, has I'm Martin trying to Brest, find this. Has Martin Brest ever won Best Picture? I don't think so. so not him. Ugh, I don't know. You got to tell me. I wish yeah, I could. here. I've got it right here. Uh, Google. Uh, I just looked this up for how did this get made, and I can't remember it. Wait, do you work on how did this get made? Yes, I'm the research assistant. Oh, wait, are you? Well, sorry, I, ne- I never put this. Oh together. no, it's okay. I don't talk about it a lot. I never put this together. But wait, I think I hear you on the show, right? No, I've never been on the show. You probably hear my name at the end. Okay. Wow, I didn't realize you were the. You were wow. Okay. Yeah. I just um I just uh, do research and put it together for Paul, and then I also look up the um. That's so cool. Second opinions too. Yeah, it's very fun. I, I really love doing it. Uh, Not that we, yeah, I got yeah. <laughs> Nate does really, really great work. AP, he's, what were he's we really, just talking about? He's got a, he's got, he's really good, a podcast master here. So. What were we just talking about when I uh, 
Naomi Watts and Lee Schreiber are not married anymore, but are isolating together with their children. I love it. That's I do too. It's really sweet. Nate, while you're looking yeah, that up, let me, ahead. let me, let me move us forward a little bit. So we, we, we I mean, you know, we don't have to go beat by beat, but the, the movie is Sydney's in college now. And uh, basically it's a year after the murders, the Wood, Woodsboro murders or whatever. And, uh, and, and, and now people are getting murdered again um, at her college. Um, and it's kind of like, they just kind of find good set pieces for creating scenes where people can get stabbed. As Nate pointed yeah, out, yeah, I found the stabby it. parties and everything. I'm sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> Wait, I found it. I have one more. I have a. I have one more guess. Yes, please. Did Cats win Worst Picture this year? Yes. So it would be what's his face, Tom yes. Hopper. Tom. Uh, not that I agree with that. I I love Cats, but I, I don't really agree liked with, it too. I, I, I don't agree. No, sorry. I don't love the go. I don't love the Golden Raspberries, but whatever. Joan, the other directors. You got Tom Hopper. We talked yes. about Peter Farrelly, Michael Camino for the Deer for- Hunter. And for Heaven's Gate. And for Heaven's Gate. Okay, okay. And Kevin Costner. Ooh, okay. For Postman. Dances with Wolves and the Postman. Yeah, I, I can see that. Very interesting Makes little trivia. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm looking at. Nate, I'm looking, we're talking about. Scream we got to talk two. about Scream, Jason. <laughs> not the Postman. Um, Sarah Michelle Geller. I'm so in love with Sarah Michelle Geller. She's so good. Oh my at God. This. So this was another one. Um, Sarah Michelle Geller in that scene. So, so she was working with the writer of this movie. She had just finished filming. I know what you did last summer. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. With him. Um, another one that I was too scared to ever see. I should watch that. She's on the phone and it turns out that the person on the phone with her is Selma Blair. Who I, I don't even think she's credited. Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, the sorority girl who's in the house is a young woman who. Uh, she is in, among other things, she plays the daughter in uh, National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation. Oh, um, yeah. Again, just like, it's just like dripping yeah. with, 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 with people one of, left and right. One of the sorority girls that you see, there's two of them. One of them. Noxie McGirl and Portia Rossi, yes. Okay. Oh. Portia Durassi is the one with the big hair? No, that's. No, that's, that's Noxie McGirl. What's it? Uh, Gayhard? Something Gayhard. Uh, Rebecca Gayhard is Gayhard. Rebecca Gayhard. She yeah. looks like a very younger version of Tony Soprano's sister. Yes, I see that. Yes. <laughs> well, I saw, thought when I saw it. JP, one more thing. You mentioned phone calls. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In our first scene with Nev Campbell, we have the caller ID joke, yeah. which to me is an example of a film communicating with its audience feedback. Yes, agreed. 100%. I imagine that after exactly. the first film, people were online saying, like, why didn't she just get caller ID? And then she knows where the killer is. That's, I, I also like that they use the voice uh, on that call, even though it's allegedly a, a crank caller. Um, and if you look at the credits to the movie, there is an actor who just plays the voice, that, yeah. that, that scary scream voice. And he's so good. And But, yeah, they use him. Roger Jackson. Yes, I I forget. I I know his other big recognizable role is the original uh, Mojo Jojo from Powerpuff Girls. Whoa! No way! I've been wanting to do a Powerpuff Girl Mojo Jojo costume with my daughter for a couple of years now, and I might just have to pull. Oh, you got that's so good! Love it. Yeah, seriously. This year she's going to be a dinosaur, and I might dress up like the caveman from Primal. Oh, that's brilliant! I love that. JP, you got to watch Primal. Primal. I know so you keep good. telling me. I got. I got. I, I apparently I have to watch uh, 
everything. There's so many movies you guys watch. Watch about. everything, JP. Watch everything. I'm going to watch that underwater Cthulhu movie. Yes. That sounds dope. And also, I would say, do a Gendy um, Tarkovsky. Uh, I hear I would watch watch that. Watch Primal. Watch the the last scene of Samurai Jack, and watch Hotel Transylvania three. That's what Shake told us. He told us that that Shake told us that's that too. I, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, our friend Shake and me. I love. I love uh, Hotel Transylvania three. I think it's like it's it's I I I'm I'm a big animation fan, but I feel like not enough like feature animation is just going for like like stretching the limits of what you can do like comedically with animation, and like he just like yeah, goes from that movie. Like point. every scene, every every scene in that movie is just like is just like having fun, like having the most fun with like just the most insane character animation. That reminds me of um, I'm Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yes, yes. It, it fits a lot. It fits alongside yeah. that really well. It's like a, you know, like Pixar. Like I, it, oh god, we're so sidetracking. But I'm like, I love Pixar, but also like sometimes it's like Pixar. You can, don't have to like it's animation. Not everything has to look like the most realistic thing ever. Sure. Yes, that's like, my note for Pixar. That's why I like Spider Verse so much. Yes, I, yes. I like the 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 the, the way Spider Verse handled making people both realistic but also cartoonish in their features. Yes, yes, agreed, Just, agreed. That one's a work of art to me. Anyways, so, um, I have notes for Pixar. Sorry. No, thank you very much. We appreciate it. JP. Joe, you might just have to be our our, our third host on, on just talking about movies. I would love to. I, just, I love these so much. I'm back whenever you need me. So Jamie Kennedy is doing a lot of voices. A lot, lot of, voices. of voices. Yes. He's for experimenting. No reason, for no reason whatsoever. He's doing a British accent. You, you could say it was a Jamie Kennedy Ex- experiment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's experimenting. I wrote that here, JP. I hate you. <laughs> we all have the same joke. Good God job, everybody. <laughs> oh, Joan did get it in first. That's good. That's good. Uh, it's Joan, yeah, Joan won. I, Joan won. Joan hey, I blew right past it. I apologize. When three people have the exact same joke, that means it's good. Jerry O'Connell. Did, Jerry, did O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. I, look, he, he, he is... The quintessential attractive farm boy. His neck is the same width as his head, JP. He isn't it's not a bad real thing, human being. But it's true. He's not a real human being. Um, and he was fine. I, 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 I didn't get choked up on his storyline. I agree. Um, we maybe just... Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, we, we go on to Courtney Cox being a jerky uh, Lion News media lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I her hair is wild. We meet Lori Metcalf. Um, I I love the guy that they have playing the chief of police, the old guy that just like yeah. shit about anything. Oh, do you know who that <laughs> no. is? Do you know who that is? He's very familiar. That's David but... Arquette's father. That's David Arquette's father. Oh wow! Oh. I'm like keeping him in the family. I love it. There's yep. a new yep. movie out where it's a documentary about David Arquette trying to break into amateur wrestling again. Yes, it looks very good. I, I'm a big fan of you that know, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I like to I, I, I haven't seen I Red Dead the Rumble, but back in the day, he was actually participating in WCW wrestling. That's what I was, found out from the trailer. It was so wild. That's what I found out from the trailer, JP. And I remember loving that movie when I was a kid. I haven't seen it in a while. It, I'm sure it doesn't hold Claire, Claire has a, it loves it, yeah. too. So I think she's going to make cool. me watch it this weekend. He seems interesting. Yeah. I, that's Well, I, I want to see that documentary. I... I I think he's had some problems, uh, uh, substance abuse problems. Yeah, as I think. But I know that he's like he is. He, I think he to the end was still an executive producer of Cougar Town, even after they had divorced. I, I believe that the two of them still are like very. Sure, I think they stay friends. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. nice. 
Much like Lee Schreiber and um, Naomi Watts. So these sorority girls come up and talk to Nev Campbell. And yes. it's very scary. Yeah. Are they the killers? We don't know. Now that, now sorority girls are scary. Yeah. I agree. I also like that that, that is the setup because there's two of them. We only ever see them together. Yeah, and so that, that because we, in the screen universe, the, the killer always works in sure. two. Yes, yes. They always, yes, that's right. And they don't, they, they don't, not to jump ahead, but they don't die, right? Uh, they do not. Yeah, die. just like a so. nice, they're definitely set up as like, it's just like one of the non, like, like way the movie like plays with your expectations where like they're definitely set up as like, these are characters in any other horror movies, they'd be dead. And like, the movie just kind of like lets them do their thing. They don't have an arc. They don't. They don't. The camera guy people. has that too, right? Yes, the camera guy has that too. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's and it's. I think it's like how they you know they they use like actors' perception, your perception of actors against you really well. Where it's like, oh, like Sarah, like at this point, Sarah Michelle Geller was like. Buff in her Buffy prime and like you don't expect yep. her to be the person who like the person who dies in a horror movie because you know she kicks ass uh, but she, it's like the, Portia Rossi as like the bitchy sorority girl gets to like live uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar as the like good like I'm staying home to like g- uh, to give people uh, like safe whatever what's the word I'm looking for designated I'm, I'm the, designated to be the designated driver, driver gets, safe yeah ride. gets thrown out a window yeah. can we talk about how funny that scene is like unintentionally. Yes. Oh, sure. Because yes, let's do it. She's in a house all by herself. She's in a sorority house, okay? Arguably a house full of nothing but rooms with locking doors. Yes. There's 30 rooms in that house. And she run- all the doors lock. And she runs all the way up three stories of a house with a guy with a knife chasing her. And then she gets thrown through a window. <laughs> really great. Yeah. Thrown off a building. Also really great. And then this like really cool rock score kicks in. Oh my god! I was like, "Yes, that's awesome." Uh, That's awesome. That scene. That scene was awesome. I think one of my favorite shots of the whole movie is from the beginning of that scene when she's talking to the other sorority girl, and you see uh, uh, Ghostface um, uh, in the background, like come in and then stop and realize they're there, and then walk off camera and like. In theaters, especially, like everyone was just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, like, so, I, what a yeah. fun. That's that's Halloween. a Halloween trope, right, JP? You know what I mean? Like in Halloween, we 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 take Michael Myers and we elevate the experience of a home break-in to a third-person form of voyeurism art. And so, yep. to see him mess that up is very funny. Yes, it's 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 such a great. It's a, it's a great scene, and it, it, it like again the 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 hyper awareness that this movie has of being a, a horror movie is just one yeah. of the greatest things about this entire. And movie. just like this, like I, I mean, I loved watching it, but remember watching this movie in theaters. Like Craven just really knows how to like play an audience and yeah. make moments that like ring just so much better when you're with a crowd experiencing it together. And like moments like that, you know, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember that too. Like hearing the entire audience be like, "Oh, like there's a couple, there's like two scenes in this movie." And that's one of them where I just remember the audience like just collectively losing their shit together. Like be like, we're like, and you know, that's why you can't, there's nothing better than the, than the theatrical experience where you can like, like just like, you're just, the audience is all vibing each other, making everything on screen so much better. JP, and, I want your answer after this, but I want Joan's answer first. What's your best movie theater experience? 
Oh, I have a couple. Okay, so I have I'm going to I'm going to give you like two. Um um one was because they they kind of work in different uh, different ways. Uh one was when I went to see a speaking of the Fairly Brothers was uh going to a preview screening of There's Something About Mary when I did not know literally anything about wow. it. Oh and my god. Just like the theater like like no one knew anything about it and just like quick like all of a sudden like everyone keys into what this is how funny it is and people and like the audience just like collectively are like losing it for like and the for two hours it's funny like i i don't get that sense of i don't i can't really watch that movie anymore and like really like laugh at it the way i did but just like that uh, that experience, I think there's some, I mean, I think there's something about shock humor where it wears off after the first time you saw it. And but going like, in cold. Yep. Exactly. But that yeah. first yep. time, I, like, I will never forget, like, just an entire audience kind of, like, losing it like that. And, like, being like, holy shit, like, what are we watching? It was, like, really, really yeah, beautiful. I was, like, first, really I was, like, a freshman in high school. Like, it was, it was great. I, it, was, it was that thing of, like, we had to, like, sneak into it because we weren't old enough for it yet that made it, like, really special. Um, and then my, my, like, opposite, my, like, kind of, like, it was made special by, like, being in L.A. and it just being, like, a weird, like, out-of-body experience was when I went to see a midnight screen of uh, Gremlins 2 at the New Beverly and a drunk wow. Quentin Tarantino sat behind me and like quoted the whole movie like line for oh line. Oh my God, that's happening. amazing. It was, that was just like, it was I weird and beautiful and like I'll never You've have been really experience. close to Quentin Tarantino. I've wow. been very I, so not only was I sitting Quentin Tarantino sitting behind me for that, Eli Roth was sitting next to me for that. Oh my god. John, you should have shushed him. I should have. I really <laughs> should have like, Tarantino in his own theater. Like, I'm trying <laughs> to watch this. Uh, what do you ruining think you this. Do you think you own this place? <laughs> Nobody wants to hear you talk about Gremlins. No, yeah, shut. Yeah, no. It was like it was back when Dante did a big like retrospective at the sure. at the New Beverly, and I was like new to LA and could just be like, I'm gonna waste an entire week of my life at the like watching Joe Dante talk about movies and like just like a big like just like a bunch of like he showed up. Um, like just a bunch of directors showed up. Like I can't remember who else, but it was definitely like Eli Roth and probably Edgar Wright because they were all like just hanging out in a little director posse. Like the back boys, then. the boys, yeah, the, the LA boys. Seeing Gremlins with the boys. Yeah, hey, we're gonna see. Yeah, like hey, Aaron, hey, Quentin, we're gonna go see Gremlins too. I wish. Uh, I wish I was part of that posse. I'm sure it's bad, bad and obnoxious, but. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know why I said that. I'm no, gonna, no, no. That would be very. That would be. You got to take the good with the bad. That would be. Very yeah. Hang out with Eli Roth guys. is problematic, right? Yeah. Uh, I forget why, but I know he is. Know. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. So, um, everybody, we we have the Dave Matthews Band party at the Delta Delta Zeta house, yeah. which looks very fun. Um, very nice house too. Yeah. Uh, beautifully manicured lawn at a at a sorority house. Um. Sarah Michelle Geller dies. We talked about that. Um, everybody's strategy in this movie to make the people not think that they're the killer is to like show up from a uh, uh, bushes at the yes. crime scene, like right after yeah, it happened, right after a murder. Yep. <laughs> Kidney, what are you like? What are you? Me? What's going what? on? <laughs> What's going on? Wait, I know. I this blood isn't what you think. 
I just got here. What's going on? Yeah, yeah heavy, yeah, heavy breathing, <laughs> just, like running out of bushes. Well, and again, it, it's it's a hat tip to the first movie, though, where those things actually happen, but it's tough to piece together because you don't realize to the end of the first movie that it's been two people the whole time. Yeah. Sure. And they're the ones that keep showing up in unexpectedly. And so you really didn't piece it together. And I definitely um, think they're going the route of making you think that so many different people could be the murderer that it's like hard to keep track of like what's what's genuine and what's kind of a little trite in the writing it's like you're always on your toes with these scream movies yeah yeah um so they think that people are duplicating the wordsboro murders uh neve and jerry o'connell break up uh, there's a great line in that scene where where nev says uh derek i'm serious I'm being serious. This is serious. Yeah. Serious. <laughs> I love Nev Campbell. Yeah. She's she's honestly pretty good in this movie, like I said, except for her performance in the yeah. play. Yeah, maybe so let's, uh, let's that director. The, the secret what is the isn't he the man from Secret of the Ooze? I uh, think so. Secret of the Ooze. Yes, director. he's, also, he's also the man from Tron. What's that? What's his name? He's the he's the villain from Tron. Yes, oh, yes. I looked him up and, and I didn't. I, I was like, oh, I know his name, and then I was like, oh no, I don't. And the henchman, I, I did not know his. Name. And the henchman from Titanic. Oh, that's cool. I think he's Billy Zane's henchman from Titanic. Right, I know the guy you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, his name is David Warner. Yeah, he's, David Warner. That's that. Yeah, he's, he's a like, fantastic, uh, fantastic uh, drama teacher character. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. It's like, I love the scene where he just has so much. He's like, like his. He, he has so much faith in. Has so much faith in Nev Campbell. He takes his see, high, like he t- he takes like his students and his shows very seriously. And he's like, listen, it's just like, listen. I know people in your life use are getting it. murdered. Use it in your performance. Use it in your performance. Yeah. <laughs> don't. Yes, yeah. and I think that's that's a red herring too. I yeah. think they're, they're they're really trying to. No, I wanted to talk about the play because while I agree I, with you guys, I, yeah, please, JP, the play, yes, yes. Um, I, I agree with you guys when she's doing trying to do that classical acting. It ain't Linda. No, she's I agree. Not, I agree. But the choreography, yes, of the 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 the, the yeah. scene, and 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 her transition from doing the stage choreography to transitioning into now I'm actually afraid. Like it's it's so well, it's pretty done. effective, and yeah. Yeah, it's, it was, and again, they they build this tension so well. Yeah. The, the the thing I wanted to mention about the play, um, so it's it the play that they're putting on is Agamemnon, and the, the, it's a play, it's a classic Greek tragedy, and it's part of a series of plays in which basically um, family members are assassinating one another and 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 and, and killing other people, um, which obviously gets to the heart of what this series has. Going it's on. a metaphor, baby. Is, it's the metaphor. Yeah. The other thing is. She's playing Cassandra, and Cassandra is in Greek history uh, cursed. So she's blessed with uh, prophecy, but cursed by the gods that no one will ever believe her. Ooh, oh, perfect. Um, it's it, it's just it's so great. It's such a good choice. Yeah. Um, heavy-handed, but also you know the screen audience aren't going to get a lot of deep cuts. So it, 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 it's something you can just Google real quick and get it. Just a nice touch. Nothing didn't have to be too much. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. Hi, Joan. Uh, we uh, love your away picture, by the way. My, oh, oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> do you really know that gremlin? I do, I do. We're good. We go way back. I mean, I don't like to talk about it on air, but you know, <laughs> Greta, me, yes. Is she nice? 
She's great. She's the best. I mean, you know, she's gotten into a little trouble. Don't feed her after midnight, right? Yeah, don't feed her after midnight. You know, she like Robert Picardo has made some accusations about, you know, <laughs> for like uh, you know, her being a little too aggressive, but I stand by I stand by. She, I stand by my bitches. Look, she she just doesn't she she's not gonna let men tell her what, what she can and can't and do. Exactly. And she literally forcing them into marriage. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> the, the lady gremlin that's, is canceled. I, I don't know, man. I think I, I think maybe the salad gremlin is canceled. Yeah, salad also gremlin the salad gremlin. Salad gremlin. I need to see two again. I haven't seen it in so long. It's my favorite. I love it so much. Such a great campy movie. Yeah. I, I so speaking of great movies, I would like let's to get back into this. Get I said, back up. I, I, where? Yep. Where so the Gale and again the choreography and the play, the stabbing. That part was really cool. It was a great scene. Where do we go next, Nate? Um, I wanted to mention that the drama teacher reminded me of uh, my drama teacher from drama school. I attended out Laurie there. Metcalf. No, not Laurie Metcalf. He was he was um he looked like uh the guy that wears the beret from Myth Hunters. Uh uh-uh. uh like the bald guy with like a mustache and everything. Yeah. Yes. He looked like uh, that. And he was a very cool guy. He also made a girl cry in our class in front of everybody on the first day, just to like oof. make a point. That's what drama school is about, JP. And uh, aptly named. So I want to pick it up where uh, Gail and Dewey are bonding. They're falling in love. Yeah. Uh, she she betrayed him. Yeah, he doesn't like on page forty one and on page forty two. I really liked his performance when he's angry at her. He's he's very convincing when he's like flustered and angry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think these the, these movies in general and this the performance right here, like they no one has used David Arquette better. Like they know exactly what makes him charming and how to manipulate that. And I, th- I think he, I think he's great in these movies. I will say I completely agree. he has a better scene in ready to rumble where his real dad, now that I'm remembering it, it's mm-hmm. the same actor plays a cop and tells him that wrestling is fake and he needs to come be a cop. And he like stands there for a second and he goes, wrestling's not Oh, mm, <laughs> see, that's a, yeah. Maybe that's a that's a level of Arquette. Maybe these movies don't get to. And he maybe, says sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You never get full like enraged Arquette in these. Uh, yeah, in in yeah, he's it's more of the like the kind of you know like they say like sensitive kind of like sensitive like doofy guy who but who is like rising the occasion of being a hero. Yes. And, and and I think I think that there is a little bit of kind of a retcon here that I love where he says, or maybe I just come across that way so that people have lesser expectations of me. Yeah. And like, I, that's the Dewey that I love. That's I, like, I want to, I want to look with that first movie again and say, you know what? Yeah. He's, he's not the brightest, but also he wants people to think he's dumb because then, then they underestimate yes, him. He uses his, he uses his disadvantages to like his advantage. Yeah. Like, I know, I don't think that like, I think that it, he is very much who he is. It's, I don't think like mm-hmm. the kind of like nice sensitive guy is a put on, but I think it's like, he's, he's figured out like, oh, I can use this to, as he says, like maneuver in these, like maneuver, like unnoticed in these situations, which does make him a better like cop and a better detective. I do that, JP. It, it does. And I, I think it makes the character even more lovable. Like, how are you going to top Dewey from the first movie? No. He's even better. Right. He's even I do that, JP. Yeah, you do that. Yeah, when I go, to I, a, I've, I've seen you. Do when it. I go to a wedding, I underestimate you all the time. When I go, to, I would say I 
estimate you all. When I go to a wedding or when I go to somewhere new and I don't know anybody, I mean, you know me, I'm kind of, I'm like a charismatic, I'm outgoing, I'm not affable. I'm, I'm affable, you are, you are not the quintessential shy. affable. But man. if I go somewhere new and I don't know anybody there, I act very shy so that when I'm able to stop acting shy, it, uh, it, hit, it hits even harder, JP, and nobody knows what's going on. Yeah, it's a good sneak attack. Good sneak attack. I also want to say, oh, yeah, I think we can also like Dewey better in this one because he's he's not a cop, right? He's yeah. just he's just. I, I think he's he's because of his injuries. Yes. I think he's only. And a cop. you know what? I think that makes us easy and easier to to, to like and be on his side. This time, he's just he's not a cop. He's just like a Scooby Doo esque meddler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a meddler. That's good. yeah. He's a meddler. He's just and like, he is a meddler. No spoilers, <laughs> but. You know, Dewey survives at the end, and then there's kind of like a one-off line where the ambulance guy says, yeah, the knife went into some old scar tissue, saved his life. Yes. And then at another point, Monica says that a bullet bounced off her ribs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's how bullets or ribs work. My guess is that, I mean, I don't know this for sure, but this may have been a very... um, What's his face in in the Force Awakens? Um, the guy who they were like, we're gonna kill him, and then they're like, and eh, no, we're not. Uh, yeah, I. F- oh no, no, no! no. That, that's I think that's exactly Hello, what it is. It's the Poe Dameron thing. Yeah, yeah. Where they decided last minute not to kill him because yeah, he was doing such a great job. Yeah, they're like, we don't. Want to I was gonna posit the same thing, especially because I, like, I bet they filmed deaths for everyone. Yes, I yes, everyone. I agree. I think like they were both supposed to oh, yeah, go. That's I think, interesting. I think maybe this was supposed to be a little more of like. Hey, we're gonna take out the main. We're taking out the main cast of the first one. And you're not gonna see it coming. And then they were like, at the end, they're like, "Why are we doing? Like, let's not lose Cox and our cat. Like, they're too. They're, they're too good. They're too like, you know. They're. They're. I. I. I love them in this movie. I love them together. They're a great couple. So yeah, I think they just. I think that that was probably just like a last minute pickup. They're like, eh, say so, write something about scar tissue, whatever, it's fine. Yeah, no one's exactly. gonna question. So JP, before we move on, I do wanna I do wanna say that for this play rehearsal, they're doing like a full tech rehearsal. They got mm-hmm. lights yeah, going, no, 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 they no. got people on wires. It's makeup, sets, everything. I mean, this is, it's ready to go. Production. It's like, yeah. Um, I don't know that I wanna see the play, but. So uh, we, 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 I wanna bring up the friends jokes in this movie, I, JP, because there's two of them. Yes. Joe, we definitely, I texted Nate at each of the jokes. I was so excited. I can remember one. I'm forgetting the other. What's so, uh, David Schwimmer plays Schwim- Dewey Sh- yes. in the movie. And in, in that, that was I assume. Funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, somebody says that Gail had nudes of her released. And she said that, no, it was just my head. And it was Jennifer Aniston's Oh, body. that's right. That's right. Yeah. That one was really First funny. First of all. Also. JP, based- can we talk about G- Jennifer Aniston's oh body with God. Monica Gellar? Oh, my God, dude. Oh, Always with dude. the. Oh, don't, don't even mention nipples. Jesus. Are they like, I. Yes, but also, which I don't know if I'd buy. I I feel like they're a different enough body types that I'd be like, that, does that match up? Does that is that going to work out? Yeah, am I crazy? I, well, my other question I super is, agree does Courtney Cox exist in this universe? She has to. Oh, I think right. so because Schwimmer and, and Aniston. Yes. No. Now, so an interesting thing about that joke, Nate. Um, during filming, there were quote unquote leaked nudes of Courtney Cox that got out on the internet. And in fact, what actually happened was 
they took a naked body and put Courtney Cox's head on, oh, so on it's it real. and then shot them. So it's actually referencing a thing that happened to her wow. during the film, outside of, but during the film. And JP, when you want to send me those links, you go ahead. Sorry, Joe, go ahead. I will say, like, I was so bummed that we didn't get to see Schwimmer doing Dewey. Like, I really wanted to see that clip from the movie. Like, come on. They couldn't get Schwimmer. Are you yeah. kidding me? We, we, like a- we are full on... We are full on Schwimmer heads. Yeah, I, we 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 both dislike the character of Ross and also love David. Oh, Schwimmer's I know. I, I, of I'm all on for the all in for this because yes, he sucks. Like uh, uh, Ross sucks, but Schwimmer is great. I love I love Schwimmer in anything he shows up. And in. arguably, yep. Ross sucks so much because David Schwimmer is such a good actor. Yes, he's like he knows yep. how to play. Like he he knows how to play this dude. He knows not. <laughs> it's like he's he makes him watchable when he's still being like nothing but detestable. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. He's like a stealth, like, it's just like a stealth, like, it's a stealth villain performance. It's so good. Yeah, but that's exactly right. And like, but I also am like, it's like, I get it's I get it's like a friend's one-off joke. And like, and like, that's why they made the, the, um, the Schwimmer joke, but I'm also like, but Schwimmer would be good as like, as, as Deputy Dewey. Like it, it's not, it's like, I would ca- like if, if we didn't get I our cast, like that, that would be a good that. casting choice. Yes, it really would. Yeah, for oh, sure. Oh, I want to see that. And plus, he would he would fit age wise age wise with all the thirty year olds that are in college in this movie. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, uh, uh, her her roommate is thirty one at the during the film. They all look so old. Yeah, and, uh, and Oliphant, uh, Timothy Oliphant, really is, looks like an old. Is, 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 looks so. Well, so that's my my thought. I didn't I didn't mention this earlier because we were talking about uh, the Goggin cloning machine, but um, um, Timothy Oliphant. My thought when I saw him was. Holy shit! Third twenty-year-old Timothy Oliphant looks exactly like fifty-year-old. Like he, the dude looks identical. Yeah. He just yeah. except he's gotten some salt and peppers. Honestly, I, that I mean, he's one of those handsome well. guys that just—he's always been handsome and he's always going to be. Yeah, yeah, I know. We I see him every week at the meeting. <laughs> it's, it's the handsome. I'm not is supposed to not, talk about the handsome guy meeting. <laughs> is this an ongoing bit, or is this a, a new? No, JP just started it. It's okay. <laughs> okay I like. I'll play a lot. I'll it's going to be ongoing. Now. Handsome guy meetings. Where? <laughs> <laughs> I, to be fair, I'm just working the door. I'm not. Oh, door. okay, okay. You're like God. Yeah. It's just like you're a, watching <laughs> from outside. <laughs> is, it, is it like a is it like a Scientology org type thing where you're working your way up, or can, will you never contracts? Okay, okay. I just they actually. I just I'm like outside and, and, and at the window, and it's raining, and I'm just like. Guys, poor me. So I don't think we talked about the cafeteria singing scene. The, yeah, I, I remember the scene, scene with yes. uh, <laughs> where all of Jerry O'Connell's college student friends give him two standing ovations for embarrassing yeah. himself in a public place. I He's also not a good singer. He's not they, a good singer. I can, this is like the one scene in the movie where I'm like, I cannot get behind this at all. If I was Nev Campbell, I can't imagine being anything but like mortified if I was in this, if I was in a fucking cafeteria trying to eat my lunch and someone's like, get like, Jesus. get ready for a full sh- If someone did that, they were singing well, I'd be annoyed. When it's like this like garbage ass, atonal Jerry O'Connell singing, I'd be like, I'm, tr- I'm trying to eat. I'm trying to study. Please shut the fuck up. 
Just do it for it's, yourself. It's, it's, Don't make yeah. it about me. Just sing. Yeah. You want to sing, Such sing. Fucking entitlement bullshit. Everybody look at me. It, it's functionally the equivalent of when shithead kids were doing the 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 gallon of milk challenge where they would go into a, a grocery store, slam a gallon of milk on the ground, and then walk away. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dude, all you're doing is fucking shit up and you're screwing with other people's good days. Yes, now. yes. I, Claire, I mean, my fiance, I, I, I turned to her and said, if you ever did this to me, I would be fucked. I would walk out of good, that room. I do not, don't ever do this. She responded with, if you ever did this to me, I would walk out of this room, except I would leave the engagement ring right here on the good. So, I think we had I to yeah. <laughs> It was fucking awful. So uh, we, we've got the cafeteria scene. We've got the... I, I'd also like to put in the cafeteria scene, the, the, the sorority girls are there. The sorority girls are also in the play. Uh, I mean, the the ongoing joke where they're just everywhere. When the fraternity brothers kidnap uh, Jerry O'Connell, they're also there. They're with the fraternity brothers. They love it. They love it. So Jerry (laughs) O'Connell, let's let's talk about that. He gets kidnapped for giving his letters, oh, his Greek letters to Nev Campbell in the cafeteria scene. I, yeah, whatever. I've never heard of such. A thing. I was in a fraternity, JP. It's not a thing. Were letter are letters even a thing? Like like little? Did you get little like necklaces with your letters? We got sweatshirts with okay. like the letters on them, and like we weren't supposed to give those away, but it was it was like fine if your it was, girlfriend yeah. wore it. Uh, like if, if you give if you given your sweatshirt to Nev Campbell, it wouldn't have become like a whole thing no. also like it's like not even and, and also that like the ritual doesn't take place at the frat they're like they're on let's, stage. Go, let's go to the theater <laughs> department they basically crucify yeah, they crucify. these knives why do they like why do they go to the theater like why don't they have this in their do this in their like fraternity house so uh oh, i did man. get in trouble for um talking to a girl during hell week which i was not supposed to do um, and I had to eat an onion. An um, onion, just like yeah. Shrek, like an apple. Yeah, okay. just like Shrek. Oof. Just um, like Shrek. How much of your frat was, was Shrek based? Well, now that I'm thinking about it, all of it. <laughs> well, yeah. This is this is absolute canon now. Shrek, Nate was I was in Shrek, Shrek, Shrek donkey. Frat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alpha Omega. Older. It was Part actually it was actually pretty fun to be in because it was a smaller school and there were no houses or anything like that. Yeah. So it was just kind of like friends hanging out. But part of the it was part of the initiation. You had to capture, kidnap a fairy tale, fairy tale creature. <laughs> I had to defeat a prince with a very large head. Yes, <laughs> and realize that Cameron Diaz was more beautiful when she was oh. an ogre. Yeah, yeah, and befriend a cat. I can befriend a sword, a sword fighting cat. Puss in boots. Yes. Oh, love Puss in Boots. Love Puss in Boots. Um, there's a very inappropriate joke where the camera guy says he's going to go buy some crack. Yes. Yes. That was not okay. No. Okay. The likelihood that this movie was written by white men is almost a certainty. Oh, I mean, it's Kevin, Kevin Williamson wrote it. It's 100%. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And like, yeah, so. I don't know. If he, if he said it, you know, if he made it up and if he said it, I guess, I guess it's kind of funny in the context yeah. of the line. But yes, this movie was. Written by a white man. Just like Bad Boys, JP. You watched Bad Boys recently? Not recently, no. Written by white men. Uh, yes. I, I, I do remember the, uh, you got any brown sugar line, so. You know, do you know who Bad Boys was written for before it became? No. It was, it was, orig- it was originally written for John Lovitz and Dana Carvey. It was yes, supposed to be like, that. it was supposed to be like an SNL movie. Yeah. 
Which is like, why did this not happen? Uh, I don't know. I still love to see that version Probably of it. Probably because of the uh, bad things that happened after they released Trapped in Paradise. Yeah, that's I was going to say because Trapped in Paradise is Claire's favorite Christmas movie, and she—I've still never seen it, or at least I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But um, crazy movie. That's 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 Dana. That's that's Lovitz and Carby and Nicholas Cage, yep. right? Yes, yes. And if I can see that because also if you like the plot of like. B- B- Bad Boys only makes real sense as like an as like a Will Smith like um, Martin Lawrence like action movie because of the like the style that like style that Bay brings to it. But the actual plot of it of like 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 the actual plot of that movie you forget the first one. The plot of that actual first movie is kind of like, wacky. It's kind of wacky. It's like the 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 like serious like l- like married cop has to pretend to be the cool cop and vice they, they versa. Mix each other and up, like, right? Yeah, that's it's like it's like a life swap movie, and like you kind of forget that that's what that movie is like so, really hinged on. I'm guessing that Carvey would be Will Smith and Lovitz would be Martin Short. Martin. Yeah, I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I mean, you could kind of go either way, but I'm that that makes the most sense. Yeah, like Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey is the laid back bachelor cop who has to pretend that he has a, fa- a wife and family. Yeah, right, right. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I'm not a fan of Courtney Cox acting, and I have to say, I, I, I like her when she's doing comedy a lot of the time, but I find whenever she veers into anything else, I just don't believe her at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I found a lot of that in this movie, a lot of like tough, tough reporter character that I just didn't buy. And I didn't like it when she screamed. She wasn't a good horror screamer. I agree with that. She's de- she's definitely not like up there of the. She's not like a classic scream queen. No, no, definitely yeah. not. We see this old ass computer in the library uh, with all these different screens on it. I don't know. Yes. people are direct messaging in between the network. I guess that was um, a yeah. I I, I bought by that like late nineties computer tech talk. Yeah, absolutely. And then this is where Lev Schreiber has his creepiest scene. Yes, where he corners her. And he gets arrested. Yeah, it is a very... I really like the conceit they come up with in the character. Because, like, he doesn't really have much of it. He's just kind of, like, in the background of the first movie. And I do like the conceit they come up with him that he's, like... It's not like he's mad at Nev Campbell. He's just, like... He's, like, this is how he's going to become a star. Like, this is his 15 minutes. Obsessed and, like, he's, with rewriting his narrative. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I, I kind of... It's a funny conceit that as opposed to him being, like, Nev Campbell, you ruined my life. He's, like, Nev Campbell, like, we need to, like... We need to position this into like it, our our venue our our segue into into bigger stardom yeah there's part of this movie that is extremely prescient with how um the media handles like big murder cases yeah which like had been a thing but like we're really going to come into it after this movie exactly yeah paparazzi focusing on the family members and like asking all these different questions that probably aren't appropriate to add. It's, it's, it's weirdly on point in, in some ways. Mm-hmm. And I think it's actually a reflection of the way that the uh, American media handled the OJ Simpson trial yeah. and, and the, 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 the kind of tabloidy nature of dealing with this horrendous crime and going after the family members, the gold, the, the, the Goldman family, Goldman, Goldberg. Uh, anyway, going after the victims' families, and, and, like just persistently following them, the 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 high speed, high speed, the low speed Bronco chase, like yeah. they, it just became a circus. And that's a lot of what I think that they're really getting at in this. Joan, did you know that Scream is based on a real serial killer? 
No, really? Called the Gainesville Ripper. The case is in 1990, and it oh. was a guy who murdered a bunch of college students. I feel, I guess, actually, no, I guess I do remember hearing this. And apparently, I guess I was wrong. I guess we do, like, I guess I was wrong. Scream was based on a real, on real murders, and we, we got super into it and loved it. I, think I mean, based on is very, very loose. Uh, the only connection I can find is that he uses the knife that the Scream guy. Yeah. It is like, there is like a class, I think a, a tradition of like horror movies being like, technically the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre right. is based on real shit. Psycho is based on real shit. Like, Bounds of the like, Rams. Yeah, it's all based on like, it has some basis in reality when it's just like, all, all it's really all really based on is like, hey, like some fucked up murders happen and yeah, they're like, yeah, now yeah. this is the, and this is it's based on a true story. Because some fucked up shit happened. And the Gainesville Ripper is dead. He was executed by lethal injection in 2006. So good on good on the state of Florida. But good on him. I'm glad he did get to see he did get to see the entire everything up till Scream 4. To see the movies. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he got to see his movies. Oh, his movies. No. Well, I this, this type of serial killer that's obsessed with fame is is also oddly prescient because that's yeah. that's kind of what the serial killer from uh, that cats documentary on netflix did yes it's, that's right yes it's yes not I about did. murdering as many people as possible over a long period of time it's about making a statement with one big act yeah uh laurie metcalf does say in this movie that there are only at any given time there are only 97 active serial killers in the united states is that true is no, that i think it's a, way more it's more. Can, I thought it was like even, less. How can we even measure that? How do you measure that? Yeah. I think it would be very hard to measure. And I think it's probably like, I think it's probably around that number, like per state, probably. Like, really? I, I, I would say, based exclusively on my viewing of criminal minds, I would say there's at least a thousand serial killers all the time doing the most horrendous yeah. things you can't even imagine. Oh, I mean, yeah. If you live in, what's the taxidermy guy? If you live in like that or like murder, she wrote world, it's like, you're just going to like stumble <laughs> on, you're just going to like stumble onto a murder, like once a month, maybe. That's One like in the, five people is a murder. That's, yeah. that's for sure. Okay. So I, not to sidetrack more, but do you guys think you've ever in, in your entire life, how many serial killers have you interacted with? So when I was just starting to drive, yeah. Blockbuster, I was like 17. I was at Blockbuster Video. And some guy came up to me, big guy, and said, uh, Hey, man, can you drive me home? My girlfriend left me here because we got in a fight. Oof. And I was like 17 years old and I wasn't planning on going home right away. I was going to smoke a joint or something. So I was like, All right, whatever. I'll drive you home. Just let me pick out a movie. Uh huh. And so I drove him home and we smoked yeah. weed together. And he told me to let him out like nowhere near a house. He was going to like walk back to his house. So I think he probably was going to kill me and did okay. because I smoked weed with him. Wow. Wow. You really made you. Wow. I'm you. Uh, we'd save the day. We'd save the day. It, as, as, as ever it does. Yes. Don't, <laughs> if, if you're ever suspicious of if you're suspicious of someone, maybe they're going to kill you. Just offer to split a split a bowl with them and, and you're probably safe. And he was yeah, like, I, oh, yeah, sure, man. I'll smoke weed with you. Like, like nice. he, he was expecting me to be mean to him. <laughs> now, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't say how many potential or actual serial killers I've interacted with. You're a lawyer. I went to, I was going to say, between being a lawyer uh, and knowing a lot of sociopaths practicing law and having gone to the, the, the school I went to had a lot of very wealthy 
uh, like gross, grotesquely wealthy white sons of old money families. So there's gotta be someone in that Couple group in that, that, yeah. that, that was killing animals and, and potentially moving, you know, moving on. Yeah, no, there are really serial killers out there. Yeah. Just hanging out. Who knows? Maybe your next door neighbor, or maybe the person you pass on your walk. Be suspicious of everybody. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. I don't trust. Also, I don't trust JP. No. I mean, yeah. Also, I mean, we're we're in a point in life. We're in a point in time where literally anyone you pass on the street could could kill you by breathing on you. So, oh, <laughs> careful. JP, we left off where they arrested Lev Schreiber. I do want to say we we skipped over something. I just want to bring back to it uh, when Jamie Kennedy is killed in the van. I, um, look, the, the Randy scene, the dancers really that walk yeah. by, yeah, very funny, very funny. Yes, it, it, that's that scene is really good. I think it was a huge tactical error to kill him. Um, I think that you know they they, they we all expected he was going to live, yeah. so they certainly they duped us there. But he was such a huge, as Joan said, like he he was that window into the world of the movie as we the audience are sitting there saying like like we know these tropes we know these things yeah I, um i i feel like you know this movie had to have been written like really quick and i think there's a lot because of that i think there's a lot that's really good i think you know it's it's a it's a horror movie tradition to like you know shit out sequels really quick and i think sometimes that the speed with you, which with which you have to write it, and not kind of like second guess everything, sure. is actually beneficial to the film. Like I think there's a lot of like you know just first thoughts that I think if you were to like like overthink, you probably jettison. But I think they work, and it's like what we want to see. You know the fact I think like you know oh it takes place at a film school is very like first thought. But I'm glad they didn't overthink it. I think it it works and like sure. adds to the film to make it uh, to you know to set it. It makes sense and why not? It's what we want to see. But I do think like it, it's a very first instinct like first instinct to be like yeah, oh true. you know it would be badass we kill off like we kill off JB Kennedy. Like no one's gonna see it coming. Let's do that. And I think if you had just like sat with that for a little bit for a moment and did like, but like, what does it really gain us? And does it really like, how does it really benefit the film and the franchise? You may have like, not, you may have like rewritten that, not have that happen. And I think, you know, that's an example where a first thought, I don't think, I think maybe not the best thought. Yeah. That, I completely agree. And, and they do, they, they, they bring him back uh, in the third one. Um, he has apparently recorded video messages for Sydney. Uh, Good, a good. Yeah, you just shouldn't have killed him. <laughs> like, or maybe just it, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Beer Fest, but oh, the, 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 yes, the, yes, the Broken Lizard movie, and and, and the uh, I, the guy who plays Farva, he 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 has a character in it. The yeah, character well, dies, and then they open the door, and his twin brother comes yeah. in, and he's like, you know, in his honor, I'm just going to go by his name, yeah. and they're like, cool, and we will never discuss we'll never this again. references again. They done that. It's so <laughs> fun. You told I, me everything about you guys, so I'm all I'm all good. I'm all filled in. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't, don't treat joke. me like any different. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Every once in a while, the Broken Lizard movies will have a just like an all timer joke, oh, yeah. and that's like one of them. The, so the the opening long form uh, of of Super Troopers is absolutely amazing. Yeah. That 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 the entire long five minute thing oh, yeah. or ten minute thing, whatever it is. So beautiful. The Coconut cameraman Pete. quits. And, you know, uh, Monica and Dewey are falling in love. Um, mm -hmm. Investigating murder makes them super horny for each other, I guess. Yeah. And they bump heads and it's cute, JP. They bump heads. It was really cute. Really cute. And then 
then everything goes well. For so me. the Scream Man chases Monica. <laughs> this is the scene where I'm like, oh, I'm not afraid of the Scream Man. Like I get it, he's yeah. got a knife, but like the the Scream Man's mortal enemy is going into a room. Yes, yes, a locked uh, door. Yes. And when he's like waving the knife in between the door, you really feel how like yeah. mortal he is, and like how fl- you get yeah. something big, like a lamp or something. Like you can keep him at bay. Just grab a chair. Yeah. And keep it's him also, away from you. it's also like it, the it, he's really like uh, like matching the energy and the body language of the killer from the the two killers from the first movie at mm-hmm. this point. Yes. And it's like, I yes. guess, like, the putting on that mask just, like, fills you with this, like, like kind of, like, super rage where yeah. you're just, like, have to, like, it's, it's you're you're not, like, you're not thoughtful or, cal- you're not, it's definitely not Michael Myers. It's just, it's like, It's like I the need- guys from the movie in the beginning of this movie. Where yes, like, it's like, I need to stab. Yes. I need That's to exactly right. Where's the thing, exactly where's the thing right. to stab? I need to stab it. I'm gonna kill you, bro. Yeah, like, fucking no, bitch. No, like, no, yeah. No. <laughs> I, I, I meant to mention this earlier. You're absolutely right. And I think also Timmy O uh, uh, really, uh, he, he, he manifests a little bit of Lillard yes. in his, in that, in that final scene. Um, but also I learned that Matthew Lillard is in the fraternity party scene in the background. No oh, way. really? I love that. Yes. That's interesting. That's good yes. news for me. So. One more thing about this scene in the, in the sound room with, with uh, Courtney Cox, where, so, so I get it. She's in a soundproof booth. Yeah. So she but if you if you bang on the glass, you still hear that. Like you're still going to hear the the. It's going to be you're going to get a little thump. It's not going to be right. silent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nope. That's I not a no, scene, guys. Soundproof room. Sorry. There's sound. It literally ceases to shut exist up, in that room. <laughs> but I think the scene works better if like. Dewey's like calling to her and then he gets tackled by Scream Man and the whole fight happens with her yeah. like with the back to it. Yeah, like, I, it on the glass I agree. I agree. I agree. Like, yeah, they're having a little, they're being a little lazy. This is where Jerry no, O'Connell Nate, gets kidnapped by his frat brothers. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and, and the two sorority girls. And the sorority. Yeah, who are just like there and loving it. They have a knife party. Um, how does the Scream Man sneak up on the two cops stopped in their car at the stoplight. He, he just like pops up and breaks the window and it's, they're like in the middle of the street. Um, and he's just that good. Yeah. Riding on he's the other side man. He was, oh yeah, he was doing, oh, a, he like was doing a Cape Fear and he crawled yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the car scene. Yeah. Which Great is scene. so just good. fucking Great. That's the, the kind of the kind of tension here that you would see in like a good like shark type of movie, like 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 creating stakes of like you have to be quiet, but you also have to go right past this like sleeping alligator. Yeah. Like, like so good. This is the type of scene just, that makes me yell to my TV, kill him, kill him. Yes, kill him. yes, yes. <laughs> like start hitting him. Yes. Like don't yes. don't climb over, yep. strangle him. But I remember that that's the other scene in the in this movie where I can remember like the entire theater just like collectively like you could feel the bodies tense, tensing up. You could kind of like hear everybody like collectively being like, oh, like what? Holy shit. Like it was just like such a like that such a great like co- like everyone in the theater is like on the same wavelength at the same moment. We were all like, I love it. Love it. Trapped, trapped in a car. <laughs> 
with the killer in the front, in, in the cage, the left door won't open because it's jammed. The right door is against a wall. Like, just a really well-crafted yeah. scenario. And they comment. so absurd, but really They good. comment on how stressful the situation is, too, because there's a line where uh, Nev says, God, I hate this shit. Yeah, <laughs> where it doesn't really make sense for the situation. She's never been trapped in a car with the guy before, but it's yeah. clearly a comment on how stressful the situation. Yeah, she just hates the oh, and, these, and because she keeps having these situations. Happen. Yeah, she just hates general like you know stressful horror tropes happening to her every the, once in a while. That design in this movie is really in, in this scene is really good too because I liked how when they're free and they're walking away. And she's like, don't go back. And Nev goes back. The the sign behind her is literally telling her to like either yeah. turn around or look behind you or go I back. missed that. Yeah. That's so great. That's fun. And like, they also set it up. The, the, the roommate is standing. Like, she's like just to the left of center in the shot. And she's clearly standing next to something. And so like, as soon as you see her standing there, it's like, oh God, she's good. She's going to get it. She's going to Yes. And then she the other it. misdirection I liked was when Sarah Michelle Geller picks up the phone and uh, you're, you're waiting for him to say like the third creepy thing he says, but instead he comes out of the door behind her, like out of nowhere. I thought that was pretty <laughs> good too. Uh, so we're, so we're back to basics, JP. We're doing a classical story now. It's a Greek tragedy. We're on the set where uh, Cassandra is, is murdered or whatever, or has sex with her son. Um, I don't think we said that. It's Oedipal. I, I understand what you meant. <laughs> uh, Derek is still tied to the cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, Timothy Oliphant gatted Jerry O'Connell. Uh, that was, you know, that part was, I, I didn't remember that. And the fact that he pulled out a gun to kill him was was a little bit like, oh, well, then I guess we're no longer stabbing anybody. And, and it was a really good gunshot effect, too. Yeah. I, because he was shirtless. Yeah, they, they, they did a flesh. Wound. That was yeah. great. I, my my also my theory with that as to why like he shoot like I like why it's a shoot and not a, a, a gunshot and not a stab is because it kind of lets Nev Campbell off the hook a little more for not untie for not uh for not like untying him and trusting him and letting him go because like arguably like you know he he has a gun even if she had like been like i believe you and i'm gonna like untie you he he still would have killed him like i I think it's a little less hard to justify if it was a knife so i think it was just kind of like nah nev campbell doesn't have to feel so bad that she didn't let jerry o'connell go because he was gonna get shot no matter what one of the best parts in this movie jp during mickey's speech when he's calling out the lawyers that he's he might use to defend him did you hear uh, Dershowitz. Call and, out to uh, Dersh, Cochran. my boy, Dersh. Yeah. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Friend well, of the no, podcast. I, so, I don't think that's true. I, I, Dersh, if you're listening, do not come on our oh, podcast. I don't know. He's, He's a already, big fan, JP. Yeah, he wants to oh, do a Thanksgiving no. episode, right? Oh, no. Oh, God. Cover, he, I, he, my niece is away. About, he wants to talk about Joey's head getting cut on that turkey. I tried to hurt. He's that, like, is, that is Alan Dershowitz's favorite episode of Friends. Yeah, he went on. June, to, I am starting to. I'm, I'm starting to think maybe we need to have you on for the Thanksgiving episode. I could do that. Mm-hmm. I oh, can we talk about the moist maker? Why not? We have talked about the moist maker multiple oh. times on the show. We're gonna and have Nate to, has. You're gonna have to pick back. which Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. Have you? Brad Pitt one is you really be a regular too? Thanksgiving guest. Bra- oh, that's the Brad Pitt one. 
Yeah. That's a great oh, one. That's yeah. later, though. That would be a while. That's <laughs> like, yeah. Like, everyone was so... F- All right. We'll, 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 we'll talk about this, but I'm just having so much fun talking with you. I and I, I would love to have, have you come talk about friends. Also, have you guys ever tried so, to so, so, make the moist maker? Yes, I have. Okay, I got to do that. I was going to say, my, Nate has. I'm going to try it this year. Yeah, that's a Thanksgiving goal. I got to make a moist maker. Um, so to, to wrap this but, up, but before we, yeah, yeah. So I, I wanted to say of the reveal, um, the movie handled it really Laurie Metcalf is the, the first one. Well, even before that though, because in the first one, the reveal that there were actually two people was huge and it blew everybody's mind. And here the killer does a misdirect, making you think that Jerry O'Connor yeah. is the partner, just like in the first sure. movie. It's a, it's a great wink and nod to the audience yeah. it, it, it really like it shows how playful they're being and how much fun they're having with it and then yes then the reveal after uh joc dies is um laurie metcalf happens to be billy loomis's mother yeah um who hates sydney and her family for billy dying justifiably ruining, yeah ruining her marriage um so and 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 yeah, so uh, go ahead. Go I ahead. think I think also her being the mother is is a little bit of a meta commentary on on uh, the Jason movies. Yeah, because in the first one yes. it's the mother, and we yeah. even referenced that. And then like, earlier yes. in the movie, yeah, someone's like, yeah, I think it's Jamie Kennedy is like, yeah, she was a, like uh, Mrs. Voorhees was a uh, great killer. It can always be the mother. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's a, and I mentioned this earlier, and I think it may have been before we were recording, but you guys saw the Freddy Krueger. Uh, sweater that that was hanging yes. on the wall. Uh, it, the roommate went when the roommate goes and opens her closet. She has a Freddy Krueger sweater hanging like in the closet. Oh, I didn't see um, that. I missed that. That's cute. Maybe she's it. going it's, through a Freddy Krueger situation while these guys are going through a scream situation. Yeah. We don't even know anything about oh, it. No. Yeah. Oh no. Well, she did. She didn't make it through the movie. So all right. JP. But, yeah. Monica gets shot. Monica she gets shot, shot. And, uh, when she got and, shot. And, I was and, like, "Oh!" And, and then she it. falls into the orchestra pit that is 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 hosting a 1990s Euro trash yeah, party. Yeah, a lot yeah. of fog down there. A lot of fog. <laughs> and there's a there's a part where like Laurie Metcalf tries to escape through the orchestra pit, and she like she's like, "Oh, I I can't." I, I that one confused me because I wasn't sure if they were implying that this is a pit that goes to the depths. I of think hell. so. It's it's so huge, or the screen mask is also there. Where she's looking, so maybe she's. I, I couldn't. It, it really blew me. I, I really couldn't tell what she was. Well, that, what was stopping her? That whole from, from, that whole sequence is just like killing, like getting getting her crazy, confused with all the flashing lights and the fake thunder. Yeah. And my biggest question: Why did she do the thunder? No, my biggest question is: Are those supposed to be real rocks? I. Boy, the same question was 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 raised at our house. Yes, yes, they do. Like they do seem to like do a number on her. They do seem to crush her. They they seem to crush her. And there's yeah. also sound a soundscape of real rock sound. Yeah, it's true. Yes, well, yes. Well, Nev Campbell is like, Nev Campbell is in in the background. She's basically using one of those she's using circus theater. organs with yes, all the she's, with all the cranks and everything. Yeah, it's 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 that scene from I think you should leave where yeah. the theater, like 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 banging plates and stuff. She's using it's her so theater. Comical. She's using her theater education to kill to like kill, kill a the murder. killer to get yeah. the, to get them to, yeah. to save the day. And it's like I guess it's it's, it's not a perfect arc because it's like it, she wasn't really studying like theater like 
backstage craft. She was studying to be like, maybe it would have been a little more like. She should have been a stagehand. Yeah, it's like she clearly like, knew the she knew the lighting rig because yeah. she cuts down very specific I, lights to try to drop. Them. I would have loved it if the David War- <laughs> that was the David Warner monologue in the middle. It's like Sid, you're the best stagehand we this school has ever seen. You can't, <laughs> you can't give up on your dream of being a stage. What a funny specific to be like a stagehand and be like you can't. Get-. She's like no, and like, like she she oh designed the set and she yeah, designed yeah. all the special effects and she said uh, I have to have real. Egyptian I, bricks on my set, uh, yeah, five yeah. foot Egyptian bricks. People, people it would yep. be like, remember in, uh, do you guys watch Succession? <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, they're, they're, it's like Sam. There's a there's a whole subplot about one of them producing a pl- their girlfriend's play, and they like it's called Sand, and they actually like bring in like <laughs> yeah, like like tons of actual sand, and it like fucks up the stage. I'm like, yeah, she's that character. She's like, they need to be real. <laughs> yep. It needs to be real sand. It needs to be real bricks. That's awesome. I got a sand guy. So- so, so, so I will say, I, I think we're all kind of feeling the same way. Like this, this final scene, I don't know that they really hit it out of the park. They, they really tried a lot of different things. Laurie Metcalf yeah. sells it. Good. Laurie Metcalf, um, yeah. Laurie Metcalf is fucking amazing. That monologue is so good. So like, such like a, like such a perfect, like villain monologue. She brings it all. Like, it's like, it's like you watch this and you're like, yeah, this is like the, this is shit. There is some element of this this is the same this is the same recipe as like lady bird bird mom just like <laughs> tweaked a little bit differently it's interesting she played this role in in the play that i was in with her she was a uh my mother and a grieving war widow whose husband had died in the vietnam war yeah and uh she was like trying to drink herself to death and not taking care of me and then one of her husband's uh friends from the war comes to visit her and that's kind of what sets the whole thing in motion wow the fantastic play it's called purple heart purple heart i'm gonna look it up Ugh. check it out yeah check it out um so she's killed by the theater everyone well, so, 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 so 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 yeah so she so the falling egyptian pyramid bricks uh knock her down then we get Lee Schreiber back. Yes. Cotton. He saves Cotton the day. Mathers, and, 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 and he, he well but that seems good too because so in the first one, you don't really learn until the end that he's not the bad guy. He didn't do anything. And then in this one, they make you doubt him again. Yes. And like, you know, really, because we've seen that he's focused on what, what he should be getting, his career, his, his time in the spotlight, and that maybe he cares about that so much that he would kill, which is, again, getting back to the, is, is the media misportraying the murderers, or do people seek? that media attention and, and are willing to become murderers. I, I also love the fact, I feel like the conventional way to play this, the, this scene is that, you know, yeah, it looks like he's crazy. It looks like he's crazy and he's going to like, you know, shoot both. He's going to, he's going to shoot both of them or he's going to side with Laurie Metcalf. But like, I think the conventional way to play it is like, oh no, it's all an act. He's actually doing the right thing. But he really only does the right thing until Nev Campbell's like, yeah, I'll do the interview. And right, he's right. like, okay. That's great. Like, so, yeah, it's, I think that's it's so funny. It's like, they don't, great they don't really redeem him. They keep the 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 game of like, he he wants that Diane Sawyer interview. Yeah. And I like, think that's yep. such like a funny, like little like- It's turn, like, as like, soon as she says, yeah, he's like, boom. Yeah, he's like, all right, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. It's, yeah, it's, I think that's- Right through the throat, by the way. It was it was a hell of a shot for this yes, dude. Absolutely. Oh yeah, but- And then Mickey- Okay, yeah. that that might have been my favorite part of the entire movie. I stood up and clapped when he just jumped up and started spazzing out because, as Nev Campbell had just said, they always come. They always come back. Yeah. Um, and then he comes back. So, and, 
they just load into him. It was so great. JP, I, I think we want to wrap it up here. I want us all to give this movie a rating. Uh, okay. Rating out of six friends. Um, oh, okay. I I liked this movie a lot. I told you that I was like I was surprised at how much it affected me because I do think it's a little bit silly and and outdated, but I really did enjoy it and and I had a lot of fun watching. I told my wife she doesn't like horror movies at all, but I told her I think you would like the Scream movies because they're funny and the they're a little scary, but the gore is not too bad. She's never going to watch it. Um, but I give this movie. I give this movie five out of six friends, JP. My right. my only note is that if you wanna if you wanna learn how to do a college movie, you watch Van Wilder. Now that's a college movie. <laughs> Joan, would you like to go next? Joan, I, I, Joan I'd like, yeah, let's let's. Hear I, I'm. I, this was like a real treat to come back to after realizing I hadn't seen it for like I guess over twenty years at this point. Wow. Um, I think it is a very. I think it's a really solid sequel. I mean, nothing's ever gonna like live up to the first. The first one is just like lightning a bottle. It's really magic. Yep. Um, it's it's a. Perfect. It's in Scream is in a lot of ways, I think, a perfect movie. This is a very good sequel uh, that manages to, like, you know, in a way that I think was kind of tough, like, really capture a lot of what was special about the first one. Yeah, it uh, is we'll, a good sequel. And it's a great sequel. It's a great it's, sequel. Especially when it's like a year, it's just say, like, literally right. something. And I, I, not to like give it a handicap, but the fact that it's something that they, they got out less than a year before the, after the first one came out. I think yeah. it makes it really impressive. Um, there's some genu- like genuinely great, like scary moments in it. Some genuinely great meta moments. Uh, the character work is a lot of really fun character work. And Laurie Metcalf is a, is a like like an all time like for me He's like a star an all time I was like yes yeah, star all time great like red herring like you know for as I don't think they really build her up as the killer but like at the end that's like she like you kind of forget how little she was in the movie ju- when she gives that last I know this isn't Roseanne this isn't Roseanne men but like that's what that's the that's the, <laughs> that's the uh, yeah that's the, the sitcom cast member I'm choosing to choosing to focus on she really like just makes you forget that she like kind of really was in the movie and just like sells that final scene that final monologue um so I'm gonna give it I'm gonna also give it five out of six friends and I'm going doing that because they they left out the friend they they leave out the sixth friend they want to see they they tease Schwimmer and they don't give you Schwimmer and that you lose a friend for that in my yeah, book. Absolutely. That's that's valid. And, and I like JP if you want to give it a half you can also give it a monkey. I like five five friends and a monkey if you want to do a half. I'm just letting you know what the scale is. Please you go. Yeah. You, you literally Literally stole. Good, my you joke. stole one of my jokes earlier. So you now son we're of a even. bitch. You son of a bitch. You stole my joke. So Chris White, cut all that out and then make no me way. sound really smart. No um, no, 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 no. So okay, I I went into this movie same with Joan. I hadn't seen this in twenty years at least, and I, I there are things that I liked in my high school years that when I've gone back and reexamined them, a lot of them don't stand up. A lot of them maybe didn't have the 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 weight that I gave them at that time, and and so there's this disappointment in a lot of those things. And then there's other ones that I just lucked upon being exposed to, like like Hudsucker Proxy is a movie I saw a thousand times when I was a kid because it was on HBO. It, it yeah. did it all the time, and it turns out that that movie's fucking great. I just loved it because I saw it all the time and I had all these great memories. The point is, 
I think that the Scream franchise is is important and is way better, especially now that I have much more of an education on filmmaking and on uh, horror movies. I think the Scream franchise is important. I think that the first Scream movie, to me, is the perfect horror movie. I, I, I think that Scream, the first one, would, for me, get six friends out of six. Mm. Um, for that reason, this is a follow-up. It's, as, as Joe was saying, it's not a cash grab. This, it was, they've made some errors, but on the whole, it, it just it upped the ante without getting absurd. It, it, it wasn't like, and now we're in space. Like it, it really, I'd love to see it was a slow space. step upwards. Scream in space would be fun. Yeah. So for that reason, since the first one is a perfect movie, I, I, I have to detract a half a point for that. And I give this movie five friends and one more self. Nice. Nice, dude. Mm-hmm. Joan, we're going to wrap it up here. Do you have anything you want to plug before you go? Um, just, you know, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch as, uh, Joan Haley Ford. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, you know, I've taken a little of a Twitch sabbatical just because I've been, uh, I've started a new job, but as soon, but I'm hoping to get back up. Uh, I have a lot of shows. So check out, check me out on Twitch mainly. I have a show scan- called Scangoria where we go through old Scangorias. I have, and I have a reoccurring awesome. talk show with Kate Raff called Talk, Fall Talk, where we just talk about fall. Uh, we're figuring out the new schedule for that. But yeah, just find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Joan Haley Ford. Thank you, Joan, and we'll link all of that too. Thank Joan, you. Thank you so much. This is it's 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 it's. I, I follow you, and I, I've listened to oh, some of your shows. Big fan and, of your Doughboys I, episode. Just, yes, thank you. That yes. was a blast. I love that I, so movie, just, and you guys did a great job talking about it. I had a lot of fun. It's, at just, it's, they, it's a real treat for us to have you on. But I was uh, no, it's been a pleasure, and uh, y'all, y'all guys are, are such good hosts. It was uh, really fun to like diving into this with you. So thank you so much. Thank you, Joan. JP, thank you. And, and, and Nate, before you finish, I just wanted to say when we do our spinoff and we're going through all the episodes of Roseanne, Roseanne Man. Nope, Roseanne. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. I kind of hate mm-hmm. it, but it, it's also oh, I hate it. I love it. <laughs> I, love, I like it. I like Roseanne. Uh, JP, I love you so much. <laughs> I love you. You're my buddy. best friend in the friend. entire world. I'm so happy to talk about friends and movies that have friends in it with you. Uh, Joan, we love you and we're in love with you. Thank you. 100%. And Joan, we now consider you to be not just a friend of the show, but a friend of ours. I'm, I'm, I'll right. take it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm both. I'm, yes, <laughs> I'm a friend of your show and of, and of you now. JP's going to start texting you. Okay. Uh, like nonstop. Okay. Just all sorts all of pictures right. of my uh, French bulldog. Yeah, JP, please me. send me, yeah. those, <laughs> send me those links that you were talking about earlier, just so I can see that for the research for the show. Uh, check out Van Wilder. That's a real college movie. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Bye. Stop going to locations where people are stabbing around in the air. It's like not a good place for you to be.